Today on Gamerhead Radio, it sounds like Notch could use a little awesome possum in his life. Awesome possum kicks Dr. Machino's butt. I'm awesome. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! I'm I'm goat. <laughs> Kinda stuffy still. Little Tommy Waitsy. <laughs> and I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain Charlie. Um and I am refusing the nickname that my brony friends are trying to give me of Chuckles. It just just no, no, uh-huh. no. Oh, we've went down no. that road. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work it didn't work the first time, guys. Nope. nope. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not it's just not gonna happen. Does that guy ever go to the hospital? <laughs> no, uh, no. I was just, uh, I was uh, speaking with my friend uh, Final Draft, and um, he uh, he apparently they came up with this with this nickname for me, and when they were up at Brony Ken, and um, I then proceeded to just send him screenshots of all the exploding kittens nope cards. <laughs> just nope. That is nope. the appropriate response. <laughs> you just got to keep fighting the good fight, man. Yeah. Don't let them shove that shit in your lap. It's not good, um, Charlie. Surely some games are going to be coming out this week. Indeed, um, a lot, and uh, some, some finally some major ones. We're starting mm. to hit the we're starting to hit the fall releases here. So on September first, um, Armello is hitting uh, Windows, Mac, Linux, and PS4. Uh, Danganronpa, another episode. Ultra Despair Girls uh, on the PS Vita. <laughs> uh, Mad Max, the uh, video game adaption of the. Uh, of the most recent movie is hitting Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and Linux. I really hope this game does well because it looks like it's going to be outstanding and I'm almost certain it's going to get overshadowed by Metal Gear. Um, yes. And um, yes. Uh, I it, It's on my radar, but I mean, this is kind of a mean thing to say, but I hope that it gets stellar reviews and then nobody buys it so the price drops really fast. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. That's, a, so, that's one way to do it. Uh, and then, of course, probably the, um, the most uh, important... Uh, release this week by leaps and bounds across all platforms. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain mm-hmm. is finally hitting Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Goat, you're shaking I your head. I wouldn't say no. important. Anticipated is a better word there. No, all right, I'll accept no, that. No, no, important. 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 So um, we're going to duke it out over that. Initial, initial reviews of it are stellar, though. So I mean, there is that. You um, put Metal Gear on anything, and the initial reviews are stellar because they didn't get past Metal Gear. Um, I, I direct your attention towards um, Revengeance. Oh, yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's everybody's got that one misstep. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the one misstep that Kojima didn't direct? Yeah. 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 Uh, Nobo Nugo's Ambition Sphere of Influence on Windows, PS3, and PS4. Zeo Drifter on the PS4 and the PS Vita. The Deer God on the Xbox One. Grow Home, uh, which I should also mention that Dear God is also, um, I believe, the, um, the free Xbox Live game for the, uh, either the first half or the entirety of September. They've, they've changed their schedule there, and so um, I don't have that list in front of me. But I know Dear God, at the very least, is free for the first half of September. Dear God, that's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the Shit. Dear God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grow Home on the PS4 on uh, September 1st. Uh, Zombie Vikings on the PS4. Uh, Brother, A Tale of Two Sons, previously reported by us to be coming out, is now hitting this week. Apparently got delayed a little bit on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, Fat City um, is uh, hitting PS4. The Muppets Movie Adventures on the Vita. Nova-111 on the PS3 and the Vita. 
which is apparently also a cross buy with PS4. I think the PS4 one came out already, and then now these are coming. These are coming out. So if you bought that version, you get these too. Uh, something like that. Uh, Space Hulk on the Vita and Super Time Force Ultra on the PS4 and the Vita. That's all on September 1st. September 2nd, we're getting Active Aggression on Windows and Renowned Explorers International Society on the PC. On the 3rd, Company of Heroes 2, The British Forces on the PC. And The Dear God is hitting iOS. Uh, uh, Gunman Clive 2 is hitting PC, as well as Gunman Clive HD Edition is hitting the Wii U eShop. What? Just blew Goat's mind. Why is it in HD? We've seen this game, it doesn't need to be in HD. It's also like an hour and a half long. It seems like kind (laughs) of... It's like like drawn in pencil. Maybe it means it's the hard drive edition. Okay, I'll I'll accept that. (laughs) (laughs) And finally on September 4th, Super Toy Cars on the Xbox One and Broken Sword 5, The Serpent's Curse on the Xbox One. And uh, so those are your that that's your release schedule for uh, the first week of September 2015. Uh, and then so um, as this is our first uh, episode for September, we'd like to tell you about um, your free game offerings on the Xbox One uh, for Xbox and the Xbox One and the 360 for uh, live subscribers, and then also on the PlayStation for PlayStation Plus subscribers. On the Xbox side of things, as already mentioned, the Dear God is going to be your free game on the Xbox One from September 1st through September 30th, the whole month, and then from September 16th through October 15th, you're getting. Uh, Tomb Raider uh, definitive edition. Yeah, they're like staggering now. They like flipped up the schedule on us. That makes um, sense, but it's confusing as shit. It, it is. It is. <laughs> um, uh, Tomb Raider definitive edition on Xbox One. Um, if you haven't played that game, uh, congratulations. You now get to play a very, very, very excellent game so good. for free. Um, and if you have played it, play, play the definitive again. edition. Everybody I've heard who's played the definitive edition, there's enough there. You'll be happy for free. You'll be ecstatic. Oh, it's, not, it's not just a spit shine. Like, is, yeah. there, is, there, is there more content? There's a little bit more extra oh, to it. And right. also, I played the online stuff for that. The multiplayer stuff is a mm-hmm. lot of fun. So I recommend it. Excellent for yeah. free. Yep. Do it. <laughs> and then uh, for 360 owners, uh, from September 1st through the 15th, you get Battle Station Specific. Mm. And then on September 16th through the 30th, you get uh, Crisis 3. And now, uh, one other thing I want to mention that I caught, I believe, is on Major Nelson's blog, is that um, uh, it's worth noting that apparently um, every single uh, free, like, uh, like Games with Gold Xbox 360 game that has come out and will continue to come out, every single one of them, is I believe they said guaranteed to have uh, backwards compatibility with Xbox One. That would make sense. Sweet. Yes. Um, They're already digital. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, again, even if you don't have an Xbox One, even if you don't even have an Xbox 360, just, well, no, then you wouldn't have Xbox Live Gold. But uh, regardless, um, if you have Xbox Live Gold, go and just buy, quote-unquote, all of the games because that's basically four, it will eventually be, for your Xbox One console, four free games a month. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is pretty fantastic. It's good stuff. Two retro, two current. I'm in. That's not a bad deal. Nope. All right, and then on uh, over on Team Blue, the uh, your free uh, PlayStation Plus games for the month of September. Uh, you've got Grow Home. I believe uh, I mentioned in the releases is coming out this week on the PS4. Um, Ultra uh, Super Time Force Ultra on the PS4 and the Vita also coming out this week is one of the free plus games. Uh, Zeo Drifter is also one of your uh, one of your uh, PlayStation Plus games. Uh, Twisted Metal is going to be free for PS3 the, the remake from a couple years back. Uh, Tesla Grad on the PS4 and the PS3, and finally La Mulana X or EX uh, is going to be free on the PS Vita, which. Uh, Looks like a looks like a kind of Metroidvania kind of still kind of kind of a game. Just just so you know, the, look at the uh, the the box the, art, the cover right there. Yeah, it looks really looks like a bad '80s thrash metal band. Yep, album cover. That is bizarre. Yep, 
And like the E, so it's La Mulana, like L-A-M-U-L-A-N-A, and then E-X. But the E-X is like scribbled over the end of Mulana on the cover art. And so it's like, it's, 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 it's that's a bad design. I don't like it. <laughs> I disapprove, John. That, that, that sounds wonky. The way that you make that sound like it runs together it makes it sound like it reads like La Mulanac laxative or. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a French laxative. Got it. Ooh. Yikes. Uh, so that's uh, that's what's coming out this week, guys. What are you what are you excited for? Uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I, Metal Gear and Mad Max. I do want to play the Mad Max game. I think it looks really good. Um, it was just foolish of them to put that game out in the same week as Metal Gear. Just foolish. Well, I'm guessing because I know that myself and others um, have made parallels between uh, Mad Max and Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that as soon as the release date for Fallout 4 was announced, I'm guessing this is the earliest they could have possibly gotten that game out. I don't think I think Maybe. putting out, I don't think putting out next week would have made a bit of difference. Mm. Um, also, I think the Blu-ray for Mad Max comes out this week, and so I think the timing yeah, there is, is I'm relevant. Sure that's what it was. Um, in fact, it's not going to stop it from getting crushed under you know no, solid snake's yeah. boot heel. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think I've seen a lot of stores doing a doing a. I think I saw like Best Buy. If you buy the game and the movie together, you get like ten bucks off or something like that. Oh, like that's they're cool. doing bundles. It's actually but, not bad. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm going to be watching that game. Um, I, I'm interested, but uh, Best Buy has already let me know that my uh, my pre order of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is in the mail. So, oh, excellent, uh, gentlemen. Surely we were able to play some games this week. God, I hope we were able to play some games this week. What did you guys get to? I'm going to start because my list is short again, and um, I'm going to talk about this game because I know you played it as well, yes, and, but you probably played other things, and so uh, so annually you'll have other things to talk about. Um, I primarily only had a chance to play uh, Lara Croft Go um, on uh, on my iPad, which, uh, oh my God, that's so good. That is, uh, that is an excellent uh, use of $5. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, so for those that aren't familiar... Um, or might be saying, hey, wasn't there a Hitman game that looks like that? Um, so so last year, I think it was. Um, maybe the year before. Yeah. I um, want to say it was It was probably late, um, either late 2013 or early 2014. Okay. I don't recall when it was released. Uh, Square Enix um, put out a, a completely radically different take on the Hitman universe called Hitman Go, where you're it's literally a board game. And when yeah. I say literally a board game, like you can spin it around in three-dimensional space, and it's pieces that, it's that move around. It's a puzzle game dressed like a board game. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and uh, did very well for itself, got great reviews, um, very well uh, very well received. And so this uh, last week, uh, we mentioned it was uh, coming out in the releases, uh, Lara Croft Go. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of core basic idea, but a little bit different in as much as... Um, much prettier. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot... Um, it's... Oh uh, well, I mean, beauty is subjective. I I think it looks fantastic, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it varies from Hitman Go in that you can't like you can't rotate your perspective on the world. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and uh, it's it's from what I haven't played Hitman Go, John. I know you have. We talked yes. about it a little bit before the show. Um, there, it seems like with with Hitman, it's it's more about strategy and. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, being able to complete your objective as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lara Croft Go, I would say, is more is almost it's almost a straight up puzzle game. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know, there's there's enemies on the board and there's obstacles on the board, and you have to figure out how to um, 
you know how to how to get past them. Yep. And uh, and you know it's uh, Michelle and I basically played the game together. Um, I played it, and then she was like watching uh, you know next to me. And there's collectibles hidden throughout the game. So um, a there was there were several puzzles that I was stumped on and was trying to figure out. And she helped me get through them. And then she was also helping me collect uh, you know the various um, jars that they mm-hmm. have like relics and gems in to unlock collectibles. Um, really, my only complaint my, I really only have two complaints about the game, and one of them really isn't a complaint. <laughs> um, my, my, my not really a complaint is I wish it was longer because I would say that, um, you know, I would say that we probably beat the game. John, you said about the same in about five hours, uh, about give four or take. five hours, four or yeah. five hours, give or shake. Um, I'd um, say the game is probably actually closer to four hours, but with trial and error and, you know, trying to collect all the yep, little pots yep, yep. and collectibles. Yeah, probably closer to five. Yeah, um, but that's not really a complaint because I'm not sorry about the five dollars I spent on it. Yeah. I mean, like a buck an hour for that level of entertainment, I think is well worth yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Um, my other my other pseudo complaint is that, um, and uh, you know, I, I don't say this to dissuade you, dear listener, from doing this yourself because it's it's still worth your time. Um, but the final unlockable that you get for cl- for collecting all the collectibles is 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 really disappointing in, 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 in my opinion it's uh i was hoping i was hoping for more and it's just it um, does not affect the overall game it's it's purely supplemental but uh but charlie was charlie was expecting something better yeah j- just something more fulfilling i guess more rewarding for my time than just yeah. what, what, what it was um but uh but other than that i guess in my my little mini review here of larcroft go um uh it, it, I, I would say that you should play this game if you like puzzle games if you're looking for something that you can pick, that you can just pick up and play in short bursts um and uh yes i mean especially if you have um if you, i would say you know john you played on a phone so i'm curious to know if, if you think that the, the size of your screen affected your gameplay in any way but i played it on an ipad and i thought it was a, like a fantastic use of the oh, screen. oh i would much rather have played it on on a larger screen of okay. course because the difference between hitman go and this one is that and lara croft go is that lara croft go is um hitman go is very minimalist it has a really neat board game aesthetic and you're like Every move you make is like moving a chess piece because he is literally like a game piece. Um, but Lara Croft Go, I was surprised to see, was full of animation. She animates the creatures in the game, mm-hmm. animate, um, you know, backgrounds and, and things animate. So um, I would love it, It's a really pretty game as like mobile games go. Yes. Um, it's It's got a very artsy, sort of like art house vibe to the, the whole game, does the music, the. You know, so I would have preferred to have played it on a larger screen because I think it, it, it's one of those rare like mobile games. But that, you don't think you don't think it limited your ability, like your no, anything? no. I mean, it made it a little harder to see the collectible pots, which mm-hmm. which we're we keep talking about these little pots. They're just little like pots in the background in places you just tap, and there's two things you collect in each sort of section of the game. Like it's one of them are like gemstones of some sort, and the other one is like a relic you put together one piece at a time you find in the pots. And uh, they're not that hard to find, and they start out easier to find and get harder as you go. Mm. Um, like there's several that are just barely peeking around, yeah, like a corner. Yeah, yeah. Or like the rim of these pots has like a gold tint mm-hmm. to them, and that color is not in most of the the areas you're in. So when you catch it, just a a lip of that, yep. you know, oh shit, there it is. You know, and you tap it, but. Um, I think it. I recommend playing it on a bigger screen if you can. But it, my level of enjoyment was not stunted uh, by playing it on a smaller screen. Okay. Um, and I would say um, so. So, so that's who should play the game. Who shouldn't play the game? I would say is um, anybody who thinks that five dollars is too much to spend in a mobile game. Uh, that's that uh, goat, goat is raising, raising his, his hand. hand. <laughs> 
Um, how much did you pay for your phone goat? Anyways, um, it's less than five dollars. Uh, <laughs> that's a lie in every way, shape, and form. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I've I've got uh, I've got really no no reason I could think of other than that to uh, tonight. As mobile uh, games, it sets a pretty good example. I, I would agree you completely. Know, and there need to be more of that standard. Yep. Um, the, uh, the other thing that I played, um, very, very, very briefly, because, um, I discovered today that it is IGN's free game of the month and, um, there, the, you'll, you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to Google it to get there because there's like a code that you have to tap on that, 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 that gets you there properly. But if you have any iOS device, iPhone, um, iPod touch or uh, iPad, um, you can get a for free goat simulator. And so I finally uh, got to experience firsthand Goat Simulator for myself. I just hadn't played it previously yeah, on any other platform. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, like, what is there to say about Goat Simulator that hasn't already been said? Um, I, I, I appreciate the realism and the accurateness and the, and the physics of the game. Clearly, they put a lot of time in it. The part where I was running around dragging an exploded car by my tongue. I mean, like, it was so true to life. Well, you are... Um, uh... Uh, and I'm sure you can attest to this, you. You are hardly <laughs> yeah. ever really a, a, an actual goat until you've dragged an exploded yeah. car behind I mean, you with your tongue. I mean, that's like, pretty, that's how I park. Right, a passage. Yep. <laughs> really, that's how I park, he says. Um, uh, Not riding with you, ever. <laughs> Um, yes, that. Um, aside from that, I tried to finish Tales of the Borderlands, and I just, I just didn't have the time. Um, so, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very much trying to clear time in my schedule this coming week for Metal Gear Solid um, because that's going to happen and I'm looking forward to it. I'm so I'm not looking forward to dodging spoilers because I'm not caught up and I cannot play a game out of order. I still need to play Peace Walker. <sighs> oh, okay. So I will not be playing it for a while. So no fucking spoilers, anybody. Well, I, I will never play Peace Walker, so I'll yeah. probably just, um, if there's a, uh, like a, like a, uh, who was it? Was it uh, IGN or Game Informer used to do, like, when big games would come out, they would do those, like, retrospectives, yeah. like, videos you could watch, like, catch yourself up on the series. I mm-hmm. might see if there's one for Metal Gear, because I need to refresh, because, my God, how do you, how does any one person keep track of all the lore and just everything that happens in Metal Gear Solid? I mean, Christ. It's um, madness. Yeah. The same way all those people keep track of Final Fantasy. Well, it's a little bit different because each game has very little to do with each other. But otherwise, yes. Um, but uh, but yes, uh, Goat. What did you uh, uh, What did you enjoy with your digital time this week? Uh, let's see. I, I did a little bit. Of, I, did, I did. I pulled a John this week. I played many. Jack not of for all long. trades. <laughs> um, still plugging through fours of five. I looked that up. It's going to take a minute longer than usual to <laughs> do that one. It's uh, fifty out fifty one hours to complete or not complete to to, uh, to get through it. I was like, oh, so we're adding time to that, which is fine. It's all right. It's good. If I get burnt out, I go and race a couple series, and then I put it down and pick something else. Uh, I did try that How to Survive Storm Warning Edition free game. Mm -hmm. Weird. It's like Walking Dead meets Diablo. I was playing it on really? PC yeah. for a while. I actually really like it. It's silly. It's a re- it's an indie game. Yeah, I mean it's 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 different. I just I was having problems um, keeping my stick aflame and uh, and all that stuff. But it was it was all right. I mean, I, I just kind of dabbled with it to see what it was. I need to I need to get back to it and maybe like actually like get through some of it. But it was it looked interesting enough. Uh, and then I did so many me because apparently that was a free game while I was gone. Yeah, yeah. John and I we gave our opinions on that one previously. What did you think? It's what it is. It's fine. It's yeah. weird, but I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing to write home about. Like I'm glad yeah. I got it free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Price is right. I would yeah. Say. Uh, <laughs> Also, Smite falls into that category for me. I tried that out, and I'm like, oh, it's Neverwinter, and Happy Wars 
combined. <laughs> wow. Two great tastes taste great together. Huh? Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. That's you guys can have all that smiting yourself. Uh, but I did find a, a, a the, the high point of this week was a random purchase based on what the hell is this for five dollars? And that was <laughs> Blues and Bullets episode one. Uh, it's uh, a QTE game. Quick time events for those who don't know the the, the lettering. Uh, so basically, you're Walking Dead. You're your Telltale's. Mm-hmm. This is not Telltale. I don't remember who made it, but that's all right. It, I just know it's not Telltale. Um, it's a gumshoe, uh, Elliot Ness. That kind of th- it's based on Elliot Ness. Kind of a noir. Yeah, so your gumshoe kind of thing going on, but it's done in the uh, Sin City. Um, yeah, like black aspect. and white sort of. Yeah. But like, there's like the blood's red, and this is a different. Oh, ah, right on. So little little highlights of color yeah. here and there, but yeah. uh, gotcha, gotcha. So, but it's really good. I mean, it's first episode. It's a little, you know, a little long in the tooth, but yeah. it's the first episode, so it's all backstory and stuff like that. But it, it ramped up, and there, it has potential. I'm not going to make a final judgment call until about episode three, because right as we've all learned with episodics, it takes about three episodes to get into the meat of it. So. That was my, my whatever, gold nugget I found. John, what did you do? Um, we, as discussed earlier, um, I did play Lara Croft Go. Not really much I could say about it that uh, Charlie didn't cover. Uh, look, man, it's spend the five bucks on it. It's Everybody's bitching and pissing and moaning all the time that mobile gaming, they want to like mobile gaming, but there's nothing actually good or thoughtful Coming out in mobile gaming, here is one of those rare games. Just go buy it. Don't even question. You'll have fun. It's just really, really smart, thoughtful little game. Um, played that. Megan and I uh, continued to play Mass Effect 2 because she has not played through it. Um, I have. I'm really enjoying my second playthrough, making a lot of different choices. But Megan's like, I'll be in the middle of working on something. And Megan's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm working. And she's like, uh, we need to play Mass Effect. <laughs> so it's not every day that, that, that a person's uh, significant other like like practically begs them to play a game. And I'm just like, uh, I can do that. It was exactly like it was with me, Michelle, and Arkham Knight. So, yes, I yep. agree. It's, it's I can do that. Phenomenal. <laughs> this request you have of me, I feel as though I can make that happen for you. Um, so, uh, Mass Effect 2, um, we're, we're about eight hours into it now. Um, let's see, what else did I play? Uh, I am almost done with the, uh, Saints Row 4, um, expansion, Gat Out of Hell, which is, I- I'm just gonna tell you, it's not a long expansion, I think it's how long to beat charts at it, about four, four hours for standard stuff, and then maybe double that for completionist, I don't recall, but, um, it's if you've ever played the Saints Row games or more recently the last two Saints Row games, they're fucking ridiculous. They're just silly. There was a moment in this expansion that immediately got me where you're in hell, right? And you're trying to piss Satan off. Of course, as you do. And Satan has a daughter. Satan's daughter is Jezebel, of course, and Jezebel is of course this ridiculously smoking hot biddy with horns. And um so she's never mind. Not gonna say it. Nope. There, there you go. That's right. Um, so he's Satan starts arguing with her about how he she's gonna force be forced to marry uh, somebody, and she's like, "I don't want to marry that dude, Dad. You know, I'm not gonna do it. I don't love him." 
And uh, then they break into a fucking, like, Disney-style, like, back-and-forth song about it. What? And it, and it pitches over to, like, the, the main characters, the Saints Row characters, uh-huh. who then proceed to start singing to each other in, like, musical Disney-style with a fucking fully orchestrated, like, Disney soundtrack-type song in the background. I was cackling. I was cackling. Because not only were the lyrics funny... But the whole, just the whole thing is just so Saints Row. Like, how can they get more ridiculous? And they keep finding ways to do it. And it was great. I loved it. I, for no reason, no good reason whatsoever, have missed this series. The first, um, well, I mean, the first two were, the first game was basically just a uh, competitor to Grand Theft Auto. Right. The second one took that idea and made it a little more fun, a little more silly. And then the third game goes, like, balls deep into insanity. <laughs> and then the fourth one is even more insane you know you and you're the same character from the first saints row where it started out all serious and like street thug and and they just keep calling back to all these weird old characters from that series and like they're all really shitty stupid characters it's it's almost like whatever your favorite like guilty pleasure tv show is like you know that show is garbage (laughs) but it's just so fucking funny that you have to you have to partake anyways it's so stupid and infantile but it's i recommend them they're fun um, so I'm almost done with that. Uh, I had mentioned last week that I have begun to partake in the, the, the ghetto fabulous, um, offering that is my local library because, uh, you can check games out from the library. Um, that was one of them. I had to take it back. They wouldn't let me keep it. So I'll finish that when I can check it out again. It's so <laughs> ghetto. Um, and then, uh, I, I checked out Bravely Default, uh, for the 3DS, which I have not had an opportunity to get to, and, uh, we'll probably talk about that next week. Um, and then I, I think, oh, I played some more of, uh, Celestine Tales, Old North, very little of it, and I played some more Skullgirls. That is, that I had time for that after starting school this week is amazing to me. So, I'm gonna have to pare it down. The next couple weeks are probably gonna be pretty light in terms of what I played, but that was it for me. Right. Uh, just two quick follow-ups, John. One, one. Yeah. You said that uh, that they went that balls deep into insanity. I'd like to be gender neutral here. So either balls deep or wrist deep. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll say that. You know what? Let, let's be fair to everybody. Yes. There you go. And uh, two, just a follow-up to uh, Goat uh, Blues and Bullets. Uh, looks like the name of the studio there is uh, a crowd of monsters. That's it. And uh, the other the other two games in their repertoire are Funk of Titans and Sugar Kid, which looks like a, an iOS game. Yeah. Huh. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I looked into them and I just couldn't remember any of that. Funk- it was like, Titan. these guys are coming out of nowhere. I remember when Funk of Titans came out and I had the same kind of reaction. I had the same look on my face, I believe, that John has on his face uh-huh. right now. Just uh, It was their first console game. Um, the presented at Gamescom in 2014 for Xbox One. It came, in, it came out in January of this year. Uh, oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the guy who's uh, funky. Is he also a Titan? No, I think he's one after Titans. I'm not sure. Oh, all right. I oh. Into it. it didn't look that great. Uh. All right. But they, they've redeemed themselves with us. <laughs> All right, now that you know what we did in last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. All right, starting things off this week at number five. Um, an Australian retailer has a bit of a sense of humor over the treatment of uh, Hideo Kojima with the release of Metal Gear this coming week. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain uh, is a Hideo Kojima game, even if Konami keeps trying to convince everybody that it is not. JB Hi-Fi, which is a retailer in Australia, is not having it. Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain displays in any JB Hi-Fi store in Australia are going to have 
store-made signs above the game that says a Hideo Kojima game. They've just added it, uh, you know, regardless of what uh, Konami has to say about it. Kotaku Australia has collected a gallery of examples, um, basically from all of the different retail locations they had over in Australia that are already posting up on all the, like, sort of pre-sale standees and everything that was fucking, you know, handwritten signs that say a Hideo Kojima game in big black letters, you know, right above the game. So, every Metal Gear Solid game to date has proudly displayed this exact message and its absence from the Phantom Pain's cover has been linked to the persistent talk of trouble between Kojima and publisher Konami. Um... Even with a game that, before its release, is getting crazy good reviews for the people that have reviewed it. I mean, like, tens, man. Everyone's dropping pretty big numbers on it. Um, would it really have killed them to put the guy's name on the game that he made? Killed them? No. No. Uh, offended them just enough to make it worth it to take it off? Yes. Hmm. That's uh, kind of interesting. You don't really see retailers get involved in uh, in corporate clashes, especially Australia of all of all places. You even imagine that if anybody was gonna, you know, uh, kind of kind of enter into the scuffle, uh, would never have thought Australian retailers. But they're doing. It. I think it's kind of neat, man. You know, they're 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 fighting the good fight for poor uh, Kojima. I think it's brilliant. I, I I love it. I'm I'm. This makes me want to get one of those like little Dymo label makers and like go print off like a bunch of labels and like go like stick them on the cases and oh, like yeah. Target and Best oh, Buy yeah. or whatever. Just yeah. just because I I, lo- I love the spirit behind uh, behind why they're doing this. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm just curious to see what happens once the game's actually out and there's no more like weird embargo. I would love to hear what actually happened there. I would love to know. I okay. think it'll be a while. I'm sure it will be sometime. All wrapped up in litigation and whatnot, but uh, you know, go Australia. You know, uh, thanks for setting a good example. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if anybody else follows suit. But uh, I have a feeling that some uh, some technotronicorn out there with a label maker uh, might be uh, might be on the prowl. I can neither confirm or deny, John. Mm-hmm. I said some technotronicorn, not not the technotronicorn. I'm, sorry, I'm sure there's at least more than one of you. Well, here's hoping. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're oh my god, they're self-replicating. <laughs> um, as of uh, as of time of recording, um, based on uh, an average from 24 reviews uh, on Metacritic, uh, currently has a 95 out of 100. Um, getting Shit. getting perfect scores or, rel- or the equivalent of perfect scores um, from IGN, God is a Geek, and Mara Station, um, and near perfect scores uh, 95s from PlayStation Universe game trailers. Um, and others. So, yeah. Again, looking forward to this one. Cannot wait to rub my face all over it. All right, moving on to number four for the week. Um, A Borderlands video game movie is in the works at Lionsgate. Perfect. Um, So they're trying to turn it into a tentpole franchise, um, which is really strange. It's being produced by Avi Arad, um, which a lot of people out there in the uh, sort of... uh, comic book world know Avi Arad as the dude that produced pretty much every cartoon you grew up watching in the 90s particularly Marvel cartoons like you would always see on any of the Marvel cartoons in the 90s produced by Stanley and Avi Arad um, and so uh, Borderlands which launched back in 2009 uh, is a first person shooter everybody knows at this point uh, what Borderlands is I hope I think um, uh, it's developed by Gearbox uh, Gearbox Software published by Take-Two Interactive uh, they're, they're labeled 2K 
Um, 26 million copies of the game have been shipped worldwide, including 8 million during Take Two's 2015 fiscal year, which ended March of 2015, March 31st to be exact. Um, Gatus, the game is set on the frontier of a sci fi universe, Planet of Pandora, which has been abandoned by a mega corporation prior to the game's events. Um, Avi Arad and his son Ari Arad um, have been involved in the creation of the film franchises for Iron Man, Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, X Men, Ghost Rider, and Blade. That is not a terrible pedigree to have your game and name attached to. Uh, Lionsgate made a major push last year into the video games when it named Nerdist Industries CEO Peter Levin as president of Interactive Ventures and Games. Uh, Quoted as saying, part of our strategy in entering the game space under Peter Levin has been to source new brands with built-in audiences that will translate into great films and television shows, said Lionsgate Motion Picture Group co-chairs Rob Friedman and Patrick Washberger. Uh, the Borderlands games don't pull any punches and will make the movie with the same in-your-face attitude that has made the series a blockbuster mega-franchise. Um, so, Friday's announcement comes less than three months before Lionsgate opens up its uh, final film and its highly successful Hunger Games franchise. Um, you know, so they're, they're just looking to add something else to their stable of uh, successful films at this point. Um, I really... Maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the, the, the video game movie that's going to break the horrifying uh, curse. What do you guys think? How do you feel about this announcement? I, I, it, of all the games they could have picked to break that mold, this is probably the best one. I'm still not too... I don't know, I'm bored with Assassin's Creed, but this one could be crazy enough and funny enough to to get it done and, and, and get over that hump of... Another video game movie. The aesthetic is certainly there. There's enough for them to work off of to make this happen. I mean, and with Tales of the Borderlands now, too, you know. And I mean, like, they can make it pretty cheap. I figured they could probably pick up, like, all of the stuff from Mad Max and just repurpose it for pretty cheap. So uh, Probably (laughs) so. Pretty damn close, Um, anyways. And it's pretty cheap to to rent a set on the the Utah Soft Flats, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's... Despite what Borderlands is, um, I, I unless I'm now I've, I've played halfway through Borderlands one and then I played through Tales of the Borderlands. Um, I am vaguely familiar with what with Borderlands two and the pre sequel and like all those other things, but sure. um, it doesn't seem like there's you know there, there's a lot of lore, but there's not like a main story in those games. Like, sure, like that sure. that's Ta- know, that Tales has, has from a Borderlands lot of, is probably closer to like a real heavy narrative, right? So, so I, yeah. I think that this is a smart move because you know, with, with the aesthetic, and I think I, I gotta wonder Mad Max's success um, if that had anything to do with this with this being looked at because you know it's well uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but um, I, I I think that you know between the the proven success of that that uh, you know that look and that style. Um, and the, uh, the 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 potential humor, um, as long as they don't go over the top and like slapstick with it, you know, sure, as long sure. as they 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 stay to the stay to the same kind of spirit and you know tone of the games, um, I think it has potential. If they'd stay in the same 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 humoristic area they are now with tales, mm-hmm. be fine. Yes, with, yeah, with tales of the Borderlands, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, briefly, um, just because I know it's not one of the stories, um, what did you get? What do you guys think of uh, of because um, of, of uh, the reveal of Mister Fassbender as uh, Mister Assassin's Creed? Um, I lo- I, lo- I think he looks great. Mm-hmm. I think the costume looks great. Um, the atmosphere and vibe of it looks right. Bothered by some of the changes that they're making um, to the story, to the story, uh, and the character names. Look, Desmond Miles is a silly name. 
Callum Lynch is a terrible fucking name. <laughs> that is like yeah. That is like douchebag screenplay writer like bullshit name. That's like you know like oh I, I knew this dude and I knew that dude and their names are weird so I'm gonna <laughs> smush those together. Like it just doesn't you know Desmond Miles was fine. You didn't need to name him Callum Lynch. <laughs> right. Sounds like a bad western name. I love the fact that the guy who. Looks a little like Assassin's Creed on stage <laughs> and has the most comic book name of Fallon Flynn is Terran Poor Callan Lynch. Apart. I'm Terran, but, but Fallon <laughs> Flynn is an alliterative name based on the concept of alliterative names in comic books. Like, that's to me applicable in that way. But Callum Lynch, nope, there's nobody's named Callum Lynch. How do you know that? Um, Google that shit. There is no Callum Lynch. <laughs> How do you how do you know that uh, like what, what, what if Stephen Lynch the musician had a brother named Calvin? <laughs> Did not happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or the other Lynch from Glee. What the hell's her name? Jane Lynch. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. she's well, she's got a sister that that really had a bad nope. naming. <laughs> no, no, there is no Callum Lynch, and if there is, they're living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I think he looks cool. Uh, I just it's one of those reserve judgment for moving footage kind of a thing for me you know i'm hoping yeah. it's good i'm not expecting anything yeah given that from what i understand the um the the movie is supposed to be basically following the story of the first game um i actually think his costume is a little over over detailed mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's a little too much yeah um it doesn't seem to be uh, appropriate for the era given what we've what we've seen from the first game mm-hmm. you guys always miss this huh it's not for you yeah. it's for the random guy who was like oh i seen that in that GameStop store what's that all about well, it should be for us, damn it. That's what they uh, keep getting wrong. Nah, that's right, Charlie. <laughs> he's he's but we're right. too busy playing video games and downloading them. Like, why would we go to the theater and pay for it? Well, <laughs> well, between this and Borderlands, here are two possible candidates to break the dirty, mm. shitty curse of bad video game movies. We're, so we're, let's, we're getting more you know. entries in. That's all I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. The more entries, because eventually yes, somebody's yes. going to get it right. Yeah. Eventually. Well, if we look, get 30 people in there, that's 30 chances. To get something right. My take on it ultimately is this. There were a lot of really, really fucking bad Marvel movies before Marvel started making good movies, and then look what happened. Now Peter you're Parker just like, everybody's up, you know. Freaking uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, you know, like the original Fantastic Four. Not the Tim Story Fantastic Four <laughs> movies with Jessica Alba and, and you know, Chris Evans and... No, I'm talking about the the fucking you know Roger Corman 1993 Fantastic yeah. Four and oh. a Dolph Lundgren Punisher and fucking like all of those like make you want to put cigars out in your eyeballs kind of movies. Yeah. I agree with John. We can't forget 1987 to 1993 that try into making comic books cool. There again. was there was a string of really <laughs> shitty comic book and Marvel movies until they finally got it right, and now a string of quality movies coming out. So it will happen with video games. It's going to be a bunch of bad movies, and then somebody's going to figure it out and nail the formula, and they're going to be the Marvel of video games, whatever fucking studio or company comes up with the right formula. Well, It'll happen uh, in our lifetime. Sooner rather than later, please. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, moving on to number three this week. Uh, the Humble Store is now supporting 35,000 charities. All the charities. My God. Uh, so the Humble Store has been updated to increase the number of charities you can choose from. 
Um, so if you ever bought anything from the Humble Store, such as any of the Humble Bundles, you'll be familiar with the money split decision that you need to make before placing your order. Only five charities were available to choose from until August 27th. Um, Humble Bundle or Humble has announced that you can now send your money to over 35,000 different charities. So if you can't decide, one of the store's featured charities will get the money. You know, so if you don't want to make a choice, it'll just go to wherever. But you can actually choose if there's a particular charity that is near and dear to your heart and you feel like you need to help that out. You can make sure your money goes there. I, I so want to win the lottery right now because I want to do I want to pay thirty five thousand dollars and give each one of them a dollar. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Madness. Um, Madness, I say. Um, Humble also confirms that the service has raised $3 million for charity through the store and $60 million from bundles sold. Um, keep supporting Humble. Keep, yes. keep buying from them. You're doing, not only are you getting like dirt cheap, ridiculously great content, but you're, you're helping people in the process. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good on those folks, man. Two sure. clarifications. One, uh, just to be very clear, um, the, the, the choice in the charities is, uh, if you go to the Humble Bundle site, as John said, you're probably familiar with the Humble Bundles, the book bundles, the, uh, the various, various weekly and uh, biweekly and monthly bundles that they have. Um, the, the main bundles, like the Humble Bundle, the weekly bundle, the mobile bundle, and the, I think, book bundle, um, the charities for those will still be chosen ahead of time um this is referring to the humble store which is which is kind of an off off the side thing which is very very much steam-esque in that you know they they have you can pretty much buy anything at any time it's just when you're checking out you can pick wherever you want your money to go um uh, the one other thing with this is, uh, just so you guys know, also is that they now have basically a wish list system um, uh, built into there. And so while you guys are um, filling up your uh, Steam wish list for the holidays, um, maybe also, or maybe instead, use this because this way people can pick, uh, you know, buy your games uh, that that you want for Christmas or whatever uh, through here instead of Steam, and at the same time be donating to charity. So not at all the bad strategy, man. I, I highly recommend it. I've purchased a ton of shit. I have so many games. I have games I purchased from Humble. I haven't even redeemed the Steam keys for yet because yeah. I don't have time yep. to get to oh, them, yeah. and they're they're not even in my library yet. Yep. I have soundtracks I've purchased through Humble mm-hmm. or got with the purchase of whatever I bought on Humble. Yep. It's just such a good deal, man. Yep. Support just, support charity for God's sakes. I, I I want my 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 X indie bundle to happen, please. And then uh, Nindy Two would be great. Anytime. Nindy Two would be stellar. <laughs> Let's do that again. Because yeah? Nindy I, One got me through Warp Tour. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and also other platforms. Uh, Microsoft. Uh, yes. So take note, please. Yeah. Um, so I'm uh, saying my yeah. my Zindy. <laughs> yes. Um, your and I'm sorry. You said your X Indie bundle. What, yeah. what would that be? Xbox. Oh, oh, oh! Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm thinking my, like uh, X, like no longer Indies, like no, X Indie. No, no, like, no. Got my, uh, my my Pisindi. <laughs> your Pisindi. Wow. That is uh, that is but not yeah, a word. Too. Like that's great. Just keep those coming. Yeah, I, sure. Yeah. Or do one for the Vita because those people need something. No, no, don't do anything for the Vita. <laughs> Once they stop using sentences as video game titles, then get them out. <laughs> they really are sentences, aren't they? I, yeah, it's disturbing. I never yeah. realized. There's more it, punctuation right in that than a Facebook post on average. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, there's so many parts that are wrong with that statement. <laughs> <But> mostly, <laughs> mostly that it's true. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> Yikes. All right, scooting on to number two, uh, YouTube Gaming, a streaming service aimed at Twitch, launched this week with some kind of weird caveats, <laughs> <laughs> some kind of embarrassing caveats. So uh, YouTube uh, set to launch its video game streamers, a streaming and watching service, YouTube Gaming, earlier this week. 
Uh, Google tried to buy Twitch. Uh, you may not re- may or may not remember, but the uh, potential sale almost went down right around this time last year. Uh, in fact, um, as Ars Technica points out, we're literally days after one year anniversary of Amazon buying Twitch. Hmm. Um, so now Twitch is set to have its first genuinely viable source of competition in the streaming world. Uh, YouTube gaming went live earlier this week. Uh, there are some key things that may hinder you YouTube from gaining momentum though. Uh, first, the top streamers on Twitch are monetized. They have subscribers, contracts, and a flow of cash leaving, uh, leaving puts an end to that. And on you and YouTube hasn't announced a subscription program like the Twitch partner one. So, there's not really much incentive yet other than to just be like maybe the first one to build up some big numbers so that when they do announce something, you know, maybe maybe something will come out of it for you. I can almost promise you that YouTube will announce this, though, because they already have their YouTube partners with the rest of their content. The oh, yeah. gaming program is, is I'm sure it's yeah, not far just off. a matter of time. Yeah. Um, also, which is this is the bit that that people kind of laughed at and raged at at the same time. The people participating in the service are pretty unhappy about this. Um YouTube's content ID filtering system is still in place even for this. So if a streamer is broadcasting while playing a copyrighted song, they're going to get a live warning. If the song stays on, the stream will be straight up blocked. Now, my understanding is that this even happens even if in, even if the song is in the game's own soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is not them correct. playing it in the background. This is if the music is actually coming from the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's pretty much impossible to play Guitar Hero on this, for example. Yep. <laughs> Which, you know, that's unfortunate for them as they're about to put out their first game and relaunch that series mm-hmm. in the first in a long time. Um, the difference between the two is, is that on Twitch, the stream, if you get sort of copyrighted material and you're supposed to have... The stream would continue, but the archive gets muted. Mm. So they let your live stream play out, even if you got something copywritten in there. And you know, then when they archive your stuff, it's just no audio. Um, on YouTube, they just cut the stream off. Period. It's just gone. So uh, those two things seem to be kind of a, a big point of contention for the community, given that it's a new service. And uh, almost kind of humorous because people are always joking around about how we've talked about it on the show, about how ridiculous and cartoonish and stupid uh, YouTube's, you know, arbitrary filtering system seems to be uh, on there. So uh, hopefully they fix both of those things or at least find a better way to do it because it it could very well cost them the kind of people that are trying to pull away from Twitch. Although everybody does say that the streaming quality on the YouTube gaming is substantially better than Twitch. A lot of people bitch about uh, Twitch's video player and you know the quality of its stream and, and stability of it, but everybody says the YouTube gaming is very nice. Yeah, I, th- I think those are the two things. I think I think the two things that Twitch has to be worried about are one, what you just said. I mean, we're talking about YouTube here. I mean, the, these these guys basically are the gold standard for yeah. you know. Argu- there would be arguably. no Twitch if there had not been a YouTube first. Yes, yes, and um, you know they're they're constantly um, on the forefront of uh, new streaming technologies. Like you know they um, uh, you know they're you know they're using like HTML HTML five video now, which is you know instead of Flash, for example. Um, for I, I believe is their default, and um, you know they're doing a lot there, and you know they're of course they're 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 backed by the Google, and so yeah. they, they basically have all of the money. They a lot can... of people don't realize that they're backed by Google, which I figured that was common knowledge now, but a lot of people still don't know that. Really, even after the Google Plus like debacle, yeah. Wow, you that's know. they are not paying attention at all. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that um, everybody that has a Twitch account also has a YouTube account. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because that's that's where you archive your Twitch videos because mm-hmm. Twitch doesn't archive anymore. Yep. Um, and so 
if if your if YouTube is where your stuff is your if YouTube is where your Twitch stuff is ending up anyways, there's an argument to say, well, then just do everything there because yeah. then it's really your uh, uh, like all your eggs in one basket approach. Sure, sure. So I think those are the two things that Twitch has to be worried about. So that this kind of makes me wonder. Um, I mean, the biggest thing for me is that uh, competition is always good. The fact yeah. even. You know, even if you listener are the most diehard Twitch fan ever and you think that this YouTube thing is a joke or whatever, you should still be happy that it's happening because competition will force Twitch to get better. That That's how it works. Um, but uh, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Well, um, fix your shit, YouTube. Well, yes, that you know, first <laughs> and foremost. But uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure things will heat up here in the coming months and I'm sure we'll be talking about it when it does. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be interested to see if uh, if Twitch ends up um, taking back some of their policies about their archiving and uh, and that kind of thing, just so they can be more competitive on that front. Huh? Time's going to tell. I say it all the time on the show, but time's going to tell. Uh, moving on to number one this week. Uh, buckle up, man. I got a big old bag of weird for you guys this week at number <laughs> one. The Minecraft creator uh, has existential meltdown on Twitter, then gets stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> What? Yeah, that's right. I told you, buckle up, man. Here it is. So, did he um, steal that jellyfish's phone? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I some, whatever it was that happened, man, he got stung. Creator of Minecraft, Marcus Person Notch, uh, took to Twitter early Saturday with all sorts of torments and screeching and, and searching questions about his current life and his former life as the creator and owner of one of the most important games in history, Minecraft. Um, person and the company he co-founded, Mojang AB, sold the company and Minecraft to Microsoft for 2.5 billion in September of 2014. We've talked about that, so it's been it's been a year, mm-hmm. you know, coming up on. Um, person became a rich human being from the sale of his creation, obviously. Uh, but a year later, he doesn't seem to be settling into post Minecraft life as easily as he probably hoped. Uh, the fun began in the wee hours Saturday with this tweet. The problem with getting everything is you run out of reasons to keep trying, and human interaction becomes impossible due to imbalance. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And one that followed just shortly after. Hanging out in Ibiza with a bunch of friends and partying with famous people. Able to do whatever I want, and I've never felt more isolated. Jesus Christ. Somebody did not have his Folgers. Nope. Few minutes later, person talks despairingly um, about his new life back in his home country. He says, "In Sweden, I will sit around and wait for my friends with jobs and families to have time to do shit, watching my reflection in the monitor." Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, when we sold the company, the biggest effort went into making sure the employees got taken care of, and they all hate me now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And th- these are all like one after each other. These are like, like this is this starting at this is starting in the wee hours of Saturday. Now, as of current recording time, it is Sunday. Okay, and this started to take place like Saturday night, in like midnight forward. So I mean, this this was like late hours when this started happening. Starting like around midnight and going periodically up until about 3 a.m. So just a stream of consciousness every 20 or 30 minutes or so, something would pop out. Um, A couple minutes later, person's life sounds a little crazy, even keeping a girlfriend is hard, he says. Found a great girl, but she's afraid of me and my lifestyle and went with a normal person instead. Oh, my God. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> At 2.59 a.m., he says, I would musk and try to save the world, but that just exposes me to the same type of assholes that made me sell Minecraft again. Jesus Christ. Huh. <laughs> You're a little bitter. And to be fair, nobody made you sell anything, dude. <laughs> Not unless they had a gun to your head. They didn't. So by 3.16 a.m., uh, some rich friends have, have intervened and person starts to cool down. He says, people who made sudden success are telling me this is normal and will pass. That's good to know. I guess I'll take a shower then. <laughs> <laughs> to wash off the whatever, rage oh, or man. funk. Musk? Yeah. <laughs> In his three-level shower with uh, diamond-encrusted flooring. Oh, God. I don't want to think about it. It makes me sad. <laughs> Who's After house? A Who's long... house was it? Beyonce's? Like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> After a long, dark night, things are looking brighter by 9.39 a.m. on Saturday. Thank God. Where he says, And just venting and not feeling like I had to hide made it feel a bit easier to cope with. Already. He follows up then by saying... A jellyfish stung my knee. Surprisingly, didn't hurt that much, and at least two people offered what I would consider to be a bad solution. <laughs> they wanted to pee on his leg. They wanted to pee on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, this sounds like someone, we'll just say he's Notch, may have been at a party with, we'll say, people who make more money than God. Drinking things that we can't afford and went overboard and went to Twitter in his drunken state and spewed and then got stung by a jellyfish in the morning. Look, man, I really hope yeah. that whatever in his morning surf. it is that he is reconciling here, that he feels better. Because this is like, this is some suicidal sounding shit to me. Like, this is some like, there's nothing left to live for. I've reached the peak of the summit kind of shit. Yeah, that's, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm laughing at these tweets just because of how... Um, you know, you know, from a from, you know from an objective perspective, you know, it's it's slightly comical just in the way that some of these things are written. But at the same time, I really hope somebody's taking care of this man because, like you yeah. just said, it's concerning. And um, I just I hope he's uh, I hope somebody has his back. I guess. Look, Notch, I will be your friend <laughs> for free. I don't want your money. I'll just be your buddy. It's okay. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, there probably is some deeper stuff in there, but I think it was more. You know, if I had to guess, it was alcohol-induced, yeah. and it is lonely at the top. We see it a thousand times with people. You know, the thing is, is you that can't hang out with many people because they, because of who you are, they don't want to hang out with you. And it's not like in a bad way; it's in the whole like weird way of you're just that big. Who, who knows? Once you become a multimillionaire and you can just do whatever you want, what kind of weird uh, habits you acquire? But the word on the street is is that he's a pretty straight laced, not like get shit faced all the time kind of dude. Yeah, I. But it happens once in a while. Well, sure. And then I think, but this, this is... sounded like a pretty coherent stream of consciousness. I mean, to like me. you it's were looking just... at the tweets. Did you were there spelling and punctuation no, errors? There no, any I mean, indication? Not, that... not anything outside of of somebody who is obviously not native to okay. the United all States right. or the English language. It no. was fairly. I was I was not paraphrasing. These were direct really? okay. readings of his exact quotations. So, but it sounds like he was all there. It just he, sounds like he's reflecting. Yeah, it's like, mad like, lonely, man. Yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he was watching the ninety thousand inch television that swirls around the fountain <laughs> made of chocolate. And he's like, "This would be kind of cool if I had like four people here." Look, if I had that much money, I would just become Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I you know. I, 
I got, I also got to wonder if part of this, I mean, like I have absolutely no idea what his personal life is like. I have, I have no idea what his situation is or anything sure. like that. But at, nonetheless, it strikes me as, it strikes me as being notable that we are talking about somebody who, you know, sold like, at least as as of this moment, what could, what what many would probably consider to be the most important thing he's ever done, he sold it to a, yeah. a corporate Goliath, Microsoft, and then uprooted himself and moved to like because he was doing this still in his home country, right? When he was doing all this, yeah. And he, he like said he he sold like the most important thing in his life, um, argue maybe, um, and then uprooted himself and moved to the other side of the country to a completely different environment. I mean, like where he's living now is guaranteed nothing like where he came from and so i got to imagine i gotta imagine a change like that would mess with a person um sure so well he was implying that other rich people he knows are like yeah it'll pass and then you'll just be a crazy rich person like the rest of us yeah but i don't know man it's kind of strange it's been a weird saga with this guy you know yeah i just get this idea of like hanging out with so you know some big whatever we'll say like Christopher Walken or somebody like that right? <laughs> Be like oh yeah you know you worked all your life you know you gave away your nest egg and now you're rich and you've, you've hit the top it'll pass no big deal uh, <laughs> you know I, I did it for a while and then I bought three Ferraris and crashed two of them and it really helped me through it <laughs> yeah. you know uh, what you know what a person like this needs <clears throat> um, purpose he needs a project yeah. he yeah. needs to make something else well, but he also said when he left and put that like, sort of open letter out I don't want to make anything other than like things that are not going to be influential or important. I just want to make things. I just want to write software, you know? So who knows, man? Yeah. Well, what that, he's doing. If you put put us in that situation, the three of us are workaholics. We're, we're mm-hmm. nuts, right? Yep, yep. Oh, God, yes. All right, so we may, all of a sudden you get handed a, a shit ton of money and you don't have to work anymore. The three of us would go nuts, too. I know <laughs> it. Like, after like a year, you'd be like, uh, okay, no, I need to do no. something. I would have no problem with that, man. I know exactly what I would do with it, too. I would, I would end up Starting traveling around the world. No, no. I mean, like, literally just being a fucking world tourist for a while. I yeah. would do that for, like, maybe but the, but a the year. year has passed. Yeah. 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 The year has passed. The year has passed. The year has oh, passed. Yeah, you know what I would be doing? I'd be trying to... I already know what I'd do. I'd be setting up <laughs> charities. I'd be donating money. I'd be building houses for people. I would be probably, like, doing other recreation, sailing and, you know, rock climbing. And, like, I, I already know what I would do. I'd be fine. So, ladies and gentlemen... John would quit his job, become rich, to then work just as hard, not at his job. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. So yeah. you'd still be busy. So I find I find <laughs> oh, the work God, yeah. the work yeah. is always going to be fulfilling to me. Yep. But having having money and sitting on it, it's a fucking. So now it's get a hobby, it. man. Uh-huh. Go go start Minecraft cures uh-huh. cancer or something. Yeah, there you go. John, yeah, John, I'm right with you. I I, I I one way of looking at it is I basically have six jobs. Um, only two of them pay me money. Um, this, <laughs> and this is one of the ones, Gamerhead is one of the ones that doesn't pay me any money. I would mm. still be doing this. Yep. Like, yeah. No, yeah. I would, uh, shit, I would actually pour, if we had that kind of money, pour money into the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you oh, know, yeah, I'd, put it out there on a broad scale. Like, there's there a million things you could do. I just feel like this dude's very lonely. All I'm saying you know is I mean? if we had Notch's money, ladies and gentlemen, we would have laser lights at our live shows. Uh, Gamerhead land. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't make me fucking bust out my sketchbook, man. You'd have, I'll start you'd designing have, rides. You have you, you, inside Gamerhead Land. You'd have the Fallon, You'd have the Villains Park. You know, like you know, like you have the, oh, yeah. the, the different worlds in, mm-hmm. in, in Epcot. You'd have you'd have the you know you'd have the the, the Villains World. Novelty food, little little unicorn horns uh-huh. stuck into a, a 
a cob of corn and it could be Technotronicorn. <laughs> like little, oh God. little, little, like, oh God. like, like, like rainbow colored fucking, no. you know, no, like no, no, no. unicorn <laughs> horns <laughs> for the corn holders. Just have the horns and then we'll just, we'll just, we'll just do the food coloring and make the corn rainbow. Oh my God. The Technotronicorn. That's oh it. That's our signature food. Bam. And we're You're helping welcome. the kids out because we're being healthy. That's true. And we're vegan. We have a vegan diet then. That's true. Yeah. Oh, this is my goat favorite. goat shanks. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck kind of food you derive from a Fallon Flynn. I don't know. Um, f- uh, Fallon Flynn, f- uh, Flynn, f- Flynn, f- uh, Flynn. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get back to this. I feel like there's an idea brewing here. The only thing I can think of was Phallus Flynn. That'd be a corn dog. Oh, okay. and you've ruined it. You've ruined it all. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, That's why I'm here. Gamer Headland has been canceled. <laughs> look, look, we all due know, to goat. <laughs> we all know that Goatland wouldn't work anyways because we'd have to buy the entire Mad Max set. It's true. True. It's and true. Uh, and. Uh, I have absolutely nowhere. I, I have no way to transition it into our future other than to now play the music that signifies the transition <laughs> into our that's future. That's where we've landed. Oh God! Do um, you know what that is? That's 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 called landing without any wheels. <laughs> um. So uh, that's terrifying. So here's the music because I don't know what else to do now. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to be talking about uh, characters that used to be prominent in gaming, characters that that used to mean something in this world uh, of video games that we talk about that maybe have fallen through the cracks a little bit, Uh, don't really get paid attention to, don't get used anymore, whether it's because they weren't financially viable anymore or people just lost interest is kind of irrelevant. They just, nobody gives a shit about these characters anymore. But maybe they should. Maybe there are some characters out there, um, you know, from, from, I mean, dating as far back as I could think of, that meant something to me, meant something to a lot of people. Who are those characters? Who should, they, who should be brought back? Who should be the, the you know, on the, the, the cusp of, of, of top shelf releases here, you know? That is not... Goat. I just for the bad joke, Notch. He should oh. be brought back. <laughs> should he? Should yeah. he really? Nobody yeah, cares about him anymore in his Beyonce I home. I don't oh, think boy. that he wants to be brought back. No, no, that was a bad joke. Told you. Terrible joke. No. You're fired, goat. <laughs> my my uh, my real answer is bonk. Bonk. Oh, oh Turbo Graphics yeah. sixteen bonk. Yeah, yeah. I'm old yeah. and uh, I remember Turbo Graphics sixteen, which a lot sure. of people don't. And I remember bonk. They're yeah. they're Sonic. Yeah, he, that's he, true. He had that large head of his and very small body, but he he made it work. Yep. Cranium with a very uh, caveman with a very yeah. large cranium. Um, uh, for those of you who are going, what the hell is a Turbo Graphics sixteen? The most notable, <laughs> the most notable notable thing about that console is that you could use the exact same cartridges in their uh, their their TV console and their portable console. Uh, revolutionary feature at the time. That's yes. right. That's right. Um, I, I guess I say at the time, but I guess we've not, we've yet seen that again. So uh, the TurboGrafx-16 so was actually the first 16-bit console. Oh it yeah, was, it, it predated uh, the Super Nintendo. So yep. yeah, interesting. Good to know. Um, Bonk though, like such a strange character. For those of you who don't know what Bonk's adventure was, uh, 
Bonk Bonk is a little um, Neanderthal, like child Neanderthal, that like has this big lumpy fat ass head, and he kind of <laughs> looks like you know like Tommy Pickles, this like lumpy head that he would use to smash everybody with, and he was just wore like you know like a Fred Flintstone outfit, saber tooth tiger skin like sort of like he has he has the 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 head to body same ratio as the Peanuts characters, yes <laughs> yeah. that isn't accurate or like Stewie from Family yeah. Guy yeah yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> it's yep. like four times the size of his body. <laughs> Interesting pull, yeah. uh, Charlie. Anybody you can think of? Well, um, I, I do have to say, um, mailbag, you've successfully stole all but one of my answers. Um, so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll mention those as we go through. But I don't want to ape the mailbag by naming them now. So, um, the the only one that I don't believe was in the mailbag was a uh, Gex, um, the lizard, Gex the gecko. Um, yes, I remember and Gex. The, the the reason why I'm mentioning Gex is uh, it's not that he was like a tentpole uh, you know character or anything like that. But um, the uh, you know if you're not familiar with his games, basically he was well, it was a gecko that got uh, that got sucked into the TV, and each of his levels are him basically playing like a different uh, um, like genre or like trope of mm-hmm. like different of like movies and, and TV shows and things like that, like a, like a horror level or like a sci-fi level or like a James Bond level or something like that, and just a lot of that uh, that that tongue-in-cheek, um, you know, that that sarcasticness that it had to it. I think is entirely applicable to to today, and I, th- I think that oh, yeah. um, you know, especially with uh, you know all all the new you know tropes and stereotypes and things like that that we've seen come out recently, um, I think that uh, that we could definitely see with a revival of that brought back. I think that there's plenty of material to be oh, had yeah. from there. Um, yes, that's an interesting pull as well. Um, he had like boxer, you said. Right? What's that? He had bo- not to interrupt you, but he had box art where he was wearing the suit, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Like a James and, hold, and holding a remote yeah, control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's got a thing for well dressed lizards. Got it? Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, <laughs> really? Um, no, I just think that there's, um, you know, I'd have to agree though. I think there was there's there was he needs either come out come back or and even then there was more he could have done. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's more the, the just the idea of being mm-hmm. able to like have like like kind of like um uh, what, what was that the uh, Max Hazard eat lead game yeah. you know the same way that that was kind of sarcastic and poked mm-hmm. fun at video games like it was very it was very uh, you know it made fun of itself sure um, I think that uh, that there's that, that 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 type of game I think that we could see some more entries there. But the problem with both of those that you just mentioned too is mm-hmm. Gex was under the under the uh, the blanket of Jax. When you say under the blanket, you mean like just there was like... always a bigger character. Like, oh, oh, he was in yeah. a shadow. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Sorry, he was in the shadow of you know Jackson, all that stuff, and then and then poor Max Hazard, Duke Nukem had already done everything he's done. Um. Yeah. I mean, Duke Nukem was, I think, self-referential. Like, like, uh, like, Eat Lead was like reference like reference other games and yeah. like other tropes. I think is the difference mm-hmm. there. But I, I, yeah, as far as being overshadowed, yes, absolutely true. Um, you know, even if it's not Gex specifically, um, this no, uh, bring him back. Kind of using time to shine. Yeah, that, 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 no, that's true. I mean, I think it's perfect. There's no animal honestly. right now for him to shine against. He can come back out swinging. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess not. You know, um, I have a I have a laundry list of these. I actually uh, came up with more of them than I, I thought I would. Um, one of the game series, uh, I, instead of just focusing on a character, I'm I'm kind of thinking about game series. Um, one of the game series that you guys you got to remember um, if if this was before sort of if you're listening right now before your time playing sort of games now like everybody knows Gears of War everybody knows Halo everybody knows 
Uncharted, everybody knows. Like they, these are big tentpole series that when they hit, everybody is waiting for them, and everybody shells out like immediately. Um, there was a time when the legacy legacy of Kane games were like that. Like people would anticipate them the way that you would anticipate something like Uncharted because it was story based and it was sequential, and you know uh, they were left cliffhangers. You know, really kind of great characters in those games. I want that world to be brought back um, outside of the goofy multiplayer like free to play game they just did called Nazgoth which takes place in the same world but oh I didn't even know about that it's on PC yeah it's fun it's a fun game but it's there's there's nothing story related Uh, are there block puzzles no block puzzles (laughs) no block puzzles just just multiplayer madness Um, I want them to bring that world back and to do more with it even if it's not bringing those characters back I just want that Legacy of Kane uh, series to come back yeah and and uh, another series like this is a series I think had potential to to turn it into something else or do something different with it uh blaster master i used to play blaster master when i was a kid um loved it pissed me off uh i, I think they could reboot that not that it was a huge franchise or anything but it was a, a fairly popular nintendo game um i say it like probably once a month on this show now but this is the perfect opportunity for it especially since it just popped up in rare replay do something with Jet Force Gemini. I'd love for those characters to come back. Other than, other than Rare Replay, of course. Other than Rare Replay. Yeah. In a modern game. A modern game where they do, they do a new one. Um, I also... Uh, you know, we, we joked around last week and used Crash Bandicoot as like the reference for you know, how to set up this, this particular segment. But um, a lot of people don't, like, don't realize... Like, Crash Bandicoot was Sony's, I mean, first mascot. I mean, you remember the Crash Bandicoot commercials where they were, uh, you know, standing outside of the, the you know, competitor's game studios. With a bullhorn with yelling a at them. With a dude wearing a crash suit with a face cut out, and you could see his big, dumb face. <laughs> with a bullhorn screaming, you know, smart-ass things at the competition. It's such a weird concept. Yeah. Uh, but it worked. You know, um, but now nobody like nobody cares. Nobody knows. You know, this is this is uh, not an answer to this question, but at the same time, it is I want Sony's attitude back. Yeah, they used <laughs> to have a little bit of yeah. a little bit of bite to them, didn't they? Be- yeah. Between well, between the the the, the 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 you know the entire marketing campaign with the with the mascot Crash Bandicoot that you're referencing, um, and then pretty much everything having to do with what was his name, Kevin Butler. Kevin Butler. Yeah, um, yeah I want that. I want. I, we've said this on the podcast a long time ago. I remember I, we we mentioned it a couple times, but. I would very much like Sony to, uh, you know, they, they've done a little bit, but it's it's been in like press releases and in like conferences and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I want that to come back to their marketing. Yeah, but you know what? Most of the game studios marketing as the studios themselves go don't really have much personality like they used to. That's that the thing. Too. Yeah. I mean, all of them used to have more personality that way. It's just kind of gone to the wayside. I guess it's just uh, different times and whatnot. But, uh, you know... That's yeah. that's because um, marketing doesn't really have attitude and text. Mm, it's true. It's true. Um, you know, and then uh, this is this is a, a big pull from a long time ago. I really, really enjoyed for the Sega Genesis Rocket Knight Adventures, uh, which which had a character named Sparkster, which Th- was weird because I think he was a uh, possum, maybe in armor. But that was a really cool little series 
Um, yeah, I wasn't a Genesis kid, so that I'm not familiar at all with this game. This is a really good, like, uh, uncharacteristically good game for that that system in that era. Um, and it had a character in it named Sparkster, and he was um, the name was terrible, but the game and the character and everything around it was really really good little game. Hmm. Um, and bring back Gunstar Heroes. That, that brings up something too. I'm surprised you didn't talk about Binks. Uh oh the the time the, manipulating yeah, 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 yeah I missed that game I'm really? I'm vaguely aware of it um I I can kind of imagine like it's a um actually I feel like the character looks a lot like the the cat bus right now is what I have in my head just <laughs> just, just his face um but uh, I think the same thing you're right yeah uh, but I never played it oh yeah I have it if you want to go down memory lane what system was that for uh, Xbox original OG. Xbox yeah. original oh okay. Um. Yeah, I could. I could drag. And I remember because that game got really good reviews and nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone said, "Oh, this is actually a pretty good game." Um, and then no one bought it. Like ten. Well, that happen. was like Glover. Glover would be yeah. a cool game to bring back too. Like on, on on like a mobile platform. We will agree. Well, on mobile, I was gonna say we'll agree to disagree on that. No, on a mobile, it'd be a great little phone game to have to bring Glover back. Sorry, you the were... Walking Hand from N sixty four. Oh, oh, sure. From the um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. One video game mascot, I guarantee you, will probably never come back, and it is for the better. I don't know if either of you ever played this game. Is a game called Awesome Possum. That is ringing a bell. Oh, man, it's terrible. I remember the... What was amazing about it is you remember when Super Nintendo cartridges came out, if there was anything resembling sort of spoken audio... That was a big deal, you know what I mean? Because that just didn't exist. I mean, I remember the first time I heard the little opening speech on Nintendo 64 and Super Mario 64, you know, Princess Toadstool, Peach, when she spoke a lot, I was like, it's happening! (laughs) Finally, they're going to start fucking talking! And so they have. But on the Super Nintendo, that was not so common. And if somebody did say something sounding kind of like dialogue, it was like this pixelated nightmare. It sounded like (laughs) mouth mush. Um, But... This game, Awesome Possum, had probably the best use of real audio on a cartridge I've ever heard, which is a shame because it was for the worst opening fucking title song I've ever heard in my life. I gotta pull this up. Keep talking. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> sing it for you. Oh, 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 <laughs> right oh, now. good, goody. You don't need a backing track? You're good? No, you're I'm good. No, okay. I mean, you feel free to put one in there if, if you can, if you can <laughs> make that happen with your Technotronic Horn Wizard skills. Well, we'll, we'll have to see how, uh, how uh, on point you are with, we'll uh, see. with, with key and rhythm. Now, but, you gotta so. remember, I haven't, I haven't heard this since I was probably, shit. 10 or 12 years old. Sure, you have it. And uh, I'll never forget it because even as a kid, I was like, that's shitty. (laughs) (laughs) It's a... (laughs) I can't believe I remember this. And I'm curious to see how accurately I remember this. But what it is, is it's like this little singing thing at the beginning, and then the character of Awesome Possum pops up at the end. And it goes... (laughs) Awesome Possum kicks Dr. Machino's butt. And then he pops up and goes, I'm awesome. <laughs> but but he said words, and they said words. And it was like, oh, that's really impressive. You guys really fucking, you blew it on this, but um, Jesus. Uh, I'm just going to need a second here. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, Charlie wants to look into it. He wants to confirm my embarrassment. Never let it be said that I don't go um, to great lengths to entertain you guys. Using the word confirm implies that I don't believe you. It's more like solidify is, <laughs> is the word I, I would actually We're go looking with. for reference just, just to see just how close up, you were. Just look up Awesome Possum intro. 
Uh, all right, so uh, so here here is the um, here is the intro. Uh, well, it's the see official how version. I was. I feel good. Awesome, awesome, I fucking nailed it! Oh, I nailed it! Uh, why am I excited that I nailed it? I should be ashamed of that, actually. Um, moving the fuck on from that, though, eh? Um, I, I could probably I could probably come up with a dozen characters um, that that should be brought back from the dead. But the thing is, is that uh, as far as as far as prominent ones go, that used to be prominent. There is literally a a graveyard of characters that that we remember and that like you guys as the listeners like we we always get these you know good responses to mailbag questions but you guys blew us the fuck up this week mm-hmm. with your mailbag responses because you guys all finally remember characters that have uh fallen to the wayside uh like old friends and uh I I think uh I think it's 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 high time we give you guys your word on this here and see what you think. Uh, before we get into the uh, the uh, the mailbag responses, and there are a lot of them this week, thank you very much. Uh, we, we we have a, a voicemail this week once again from uh, from uh, from our dear friend Mr. Matt Elfring, no longer with Activision. Hey, Gamerhead Radio, this is Matt Elfring, uh, former something or other with Activision. <laughs> I am here to pitch the newest game. Uh, we we've talked about Smile Party, which was a huge hit. Uh, Weather Prepared, another huge hit. Uh, this news game is in uh, uh, alpha, kind of beta testing right now. Uh, it's called Social Alienate. And what you do in this game is you invite a whole bunch of people to a, like a Facebook-type uh, messaging system. And, and what you do is you have to continue a conversation until you're the last man standing in this long group. Because, you know, if you keep talking, people are going to leave. Uh, currently, we're in the alpha and beta testing uh, there are a few ways to win. Obviously, the last man standing, that's when you win. Uh, but you can also, you get points for when people leave. So let's say like six people leave in one day, that's six points for the day. So let's try to get your highest score. You know, start with 30 people, figure out what day is the highest score day. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, we're currently playing a game right now uh, with Gamerhead Radio is all in there. And guys, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm having a great time playing it. I think you guys are gonna love it as well. And my dog brought in some wood to the house from outside. I'm not too happy about that. I'll check out my next game, Dogwood. Uh, I'm picking up wood on the floor on your carpet that your dog brought in because she's a giant jerk. All right, see you guys next week. God damn! Uh, how meta of you! Uh, we are yeah. we are indeed uh, participating in a beta of this game right now, um, and this is no joke. This is this is a, this is a real thing that mm. uh, that that all well. I mean, Goat was playing with us. Um, he is no longer in the game. Um, um, he he played a, a a betrayal move, which then um, I uh, Michelle played a resurrection move on me, which brought me back into the game, and then um, I, I I I I played a cheat code to remove Goat. Um, so, uh, so well, I'm pretty sure that NDA uh, confidentially breaking uh, email you it. sent that me that said I was legally uh, voiding my contract for the beta. Pretty sure that's what happened there. If you want to call that a 
arbitrary move. Mm. Uh, not at all. Okay, fine. Not at all related. Fine, sure. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Matt, Matt is not kidding though. We added a bunch of us in uh, in a Facebook chat group uh, to to plan out a game night at Charlie's house for exploding kittens, and has turned into a now days long game. Um, <laughs> Um, so, social social clusterfuck <laughs> is what it is, uh, but it is hilarious and uh, and and uh, again I say very meta of you, man. Yeah, last very, last very time well I uh, last time I see it, the working title for the game was last man me- or last person messaging. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, it is, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, but uh, but thank you uh, very much, uh, Mr. Elfring. Um, so our, our mailbag question this week was, as we've talked about, um, what are some classic uh, video game characters um, that uh, that were relevant or not that um, that were important to you that you'd like to see brought back? Um, so starting the, um, the, 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 the barrage of mailbag responses, we have Brian Lesser uh, saying, uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG. Um, who, if you don't recall, was the little um, puppet Kind boy. of Pinocchio mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he goes on to say, um, and with that, let me direct my attention to Square and Nintendo. I don't care which of you two owns the rights to use the character or his likeness. Just please put him in a game, and I'll buy the game, even if I don't have the appropriate console. So uh, Brian has some very uh, very deep uh, attachment to this character. So, um, definitely so it seems. Definitely like to see him brought back. Uh, Mr. Matt Elfring um, would very much like to see Custer from Custer Revenge for Atari brought oh back. Oh my god. Uh, that will not happen. Um, <coughs> so uh, inappropriate. Danny Meckler, um, go ahead and uh, uh, sit down. This will take a minute. Um, <laughs> says uh, The Meckler uh, essay. Yeah. Uh, nostalgia is running wild in Gamerhead Radio, brother. Um, oh, I said that in the wrong voice. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, we're going to go way back to uh, sitting cross-legged on a basement floor, controller in hand, and nose pressed firmly on a warm CRT screen. My best friend from down the street is sitting by my side. We're dressed in identical Lego t-shirts and shorts. Seriously, I have pictures. And we're playing Super Mario World for my brand new Super Nintendo. I got it for my birthday, which coincidentally was yesterday at the time of recording. Oh, happy birthday, Meckler. Um, Guys, say happy birthday. He literally put in a pause in his email for us to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Danny. What? Goat. What? Are you going to wish Danny happy birthday? He made a lap around the sun. No one cares but you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a shithead. Uh, He goes on to say, oh, thanks, guys. You're the best. I'm, I'm, he, he, we're the best, Charlie. <laughs> Goat is a turd. Um, yeah, he, he would, Meckler, he, I love you. he, he would want, <laughs> he would, he would want me to say and screw you, Goat. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Super Nintendo was my favorite console and I always miss the side scrollers from that era. I couldn't tell you how many times I've beaten Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. It's still the benchmark that I compare all of our games to. Uh, sure, Gone Home was a great game, but it lacked a gorilla riding on the back of an ostrich collecting smaller gold figurines of itself. <laughs> That's, well, well, well put. Uh, my favorite character, which was never playable, was Funky Kong. For those who can't remember, Funky was the party animal character who somehow had enough of his shit together to open up an airline-style fast travel system, even though we all know he's too drunk on banana martinis to pilot his death trap barrel and wings he calls an airplane. He was the best. You can't go wrong with a monkey wearing sunglasses. That's comedy sitcom Guest Animal 101. I always envisioned playing as him in Donkey Kong Racing, but not making it very far after the other monkey police pull you over for a DUI. Uh, another bitchin' character I miss is Earthworm Jim. Uh, Jim was awesome. It was like playing a Ren and Stimpy cartoon, but with uh, but with fucking guns. Uh, and the best character names for a video game to date. Peter Puppy, Princess What's-Her-Name, Psycrow, Queen Slug for a Butt, 
Professor Monkey for a Head, and Bob the Killer Goldfish. Jim even got his own kick-ass cartoon on Saturday mornings. It was ridiculous, stupid, but really fun. It's everything I was looking for in a game. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to promote something I'm doing soon. Every Friday in September, I'll be performing improv sets of my group First Class. Uh, tickets are only $5 to come out to Westside Improv at 123 Front Street in downtown Wheaton. Shows start at 8 and run for an hour. Be sure to get there early because parking sucks and is usually a car show clogging up everything. And for those who like beer, Charlie, there's two local breweries very close to each other, Dry City and Emmett's. Oh, yeah. uh, thanks. I, I, and I can confirm, 123 Front Street is a real address. <laughs> it is, it is. And as you guys have heard uh, on this show, uh, Danny is a very funny yes. guy. We're so gonna, uh, go, yep. go, go support us. I think we're going to come down there and uh, heckle the shit out of you since you heckled the shit out of us. It's only fair. That's uh, right. Yes, that. Uh, Christopher Barrow says, uh, Chris here, uh, known for living with goat on a bus for two months of For Hell on Earth, a.k.a. Warped Tour. Uh, speaking of Earth, whatever happened to Earthworm Jim? Earthworm Jim's in here a lot. Which uh, is good. I mean, it's, he should be. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, yep. and, and those games that were great segue, so popular back then. Uh, who doesn't love a mutated worm with a robot body? First a game, then a cartoon, toys, etc. Now nothing. Um, also, ask uh, for a laugh-ass goat about the lemon debacle. Um... Uh, I'll back to that in a moment. Um, and also, he suggests for card games, uh, tabletop stuff, pick up Super Fight. Um, yes, that is in the uh, in the plan, Chris. Thank you. Uh, Nick Reardon says, uh, Earthworm Jim, Crash Bandicoot, Bomberman. Um, Earthworm Jim, because he was a cool character and it was a fun game. The other two were fun, but mostly uh, reaching back to memories of playing with friends. And also, Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Tayo says, uh, Earthworm Jim seconded, which I think is like fourth of the did at this point. <laughs> yep. Uh, I only miss Crash Bandicoot from the Sony ad campaigns. Yes. Um, I wish Okami had become a bigger franchise. Those characters were all great. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl. And also the gun dude at the end of Double Dragon. It's time to make him playable. Uh, Danny Waskow says, uh, same here to say Earthworm Jim. Apparently not a unique thought. So screw it. Sketch Turner from Comics Zone. Because those games deserve to live way longer... Uh, those games deserve to live on way longer than they did. And also, Altered Beast, welcome to your doom. God, I loved <laughs> Altered Beast when I was a kid. Uh, Silas Dameron says, uh, I miss Goemon, the mystical ninja. Those games were always wonderfully absurd. Uh, Joe Mansfield says, it's good to have uh, Conquerors back on uh, the Rare Replay. Uh, agreed. Uh, Dan Purcell says, Blood Rain. Oh, I forgot about Blood Rain. Uh, she got a 2D adventure a few years ago, but that doesn't come close to Blood Rain, Blood Rain 3. The gore in 2 was still better than most games today. Also, Fierce Deity Link. I know he's made appearances, but bringing back the mask transformation system uh, option in a true Zelda game would be spectacular. A feature that belongs in more than just Majora's Mask. Would you agree with that one? Yeah. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I just... Majora's Mask was not my favorite, so... Uh, Tom Lincoln says, definitely Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, used to play the heck out of that with my childhood best friend. Uh, the dude from Adventure Island and Bonk were cool. A second for Bonk. Dude, I forgot um, about Adventure Island. Yeah. Hudson. His name's Hudson. <laughs> uh, and, Hudson's uh, Adventure Island. Look at the top left of the screen, people. It's in cursive. <laughs> He's got a name. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Nobody can read cursive anymore. Um, Hudson is the name of the company that published the title. Yeah, and his name is Hudson. Hmm. I believe him. Um, And Tom finishes by saying Sonic. Um, He has definitely not gotten his dues. He has had a rough life since the 16-bit days. He used to be an icon and still um, is to us that grew up playing in his prime. Um, That's that's fair enough. Um, After Sonic Boom, he's got a drinking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, After Sonic Boom, I've got a drinking problem. (laughs) Uh, I haven't played Sonic Boom, so I'm good. Um, But you already have a drinking problem. uh, Only in as much as my wallet is concerned. Um... (laughs) Cal Davis says, Arthur from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, yeah. I spent far too many hours of my childhood playing this game. It truly was a great game. 
Um, Javier Paredes says, Skullomania. And because I used to wreck people in the arcade on Street Fighter. Um, I think some, some of you are old enough to remember arcades. Um, yes, we've been the Galloping Ghosts, so we're old enough to remember arcades. Um, <laughs> Michelle Worthley says, Klonoa, he was the first video game character to take uh, me on an epic adventure in the first game I played that ha- that was more artistic and pretty. Uh, probably played through it uh, ten times. Um, yes, I-, I can verify that. I got Michelle an old copy of Klonoa, and I, I think three of those times were in my in my presence. Um, Brian Hornberger says, Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins, another vote there. Very popular games in the arcade and on consoles. Love the SNES and Genesis games, but haven't seen it much afterwards. Also, Demon's Crest is an awesome game. Oh, God, I love Demon's Crest. I played Demon's Crest. I've probably played through Demon's Crest like four times. A lot of people don't realize this, but you remember uh, there was a, uh, an original PlayStation game called Maximo? Maximo was a spinoff of the, the Ghosts and Goblins and Super Ghouls and Ghosts series. Oh, okay. So that's, I, to my, the best of my knowledge, with the exception of like, uh, you know, a virtual console release of Ghosts and Goblins that are, that, that's on the uh, 3DS right now. Maximo was the last attempt at using anything, you know, related to or even part of that series. But I loved that series. The music for that series particularly got me when I was a kid. Um, there's still, believe it or not, uh, a ton more responses from you guys. Uh, ben Blankenship says, uh, I had a lot of fun playing Boogerman back in the Sega Genesis days. I forgot about Boogerman. I think everybody forgot about Boogerman. Boogerman looked like <laughs> like a crazy fat old oh, drunk man. that wore like the Hamburglar's mask, but he had like a bald head. <laughs> yeah, and he would literally really like, flick boogers at you. And you reminded me of that crazy uncle that should have been in The Incredibles. Yeah, <laughs> so he didn't make it was a the great cut. Game. Um, Vivane Delaney says Earthworm Jim. So there's another vote for Earthworm Jim. Uh. Vivane also says Lemmings. Love the old DOS games that uh, that made you think as a kid. I played a lot of Lemmings as a kid. My dad was obsessed with Lemmings for a while when we were kids. Oh, I, I always found those. it kind of unsettling, though, when you would get mad at them and then just march them off to their doom. <laughs> uh, Matt Elfring says Bump and Jump. <laughs> yes. I thought, I thought he... Oh, that's right. No, he, he didn't want us to reinvent Bump and Jump by like combining it with other mechanics. He wanted us. He wanted to remain pure. He did. So, yeah. so he wants it to be brought back, but remain what it is. I got you. That's right. That's right. So he wants Bump and Jump replay. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was actually mentioned by uh, Logan Wilson. Uh, Avery Mitchell says uh, Ryu Hayabusa and uh, Simon Belmont are two characters that he would want to see come back. Um, Matt Elfring commented yet again saying Mario and Luigi are they still around <laughs> the answer is no <sighs> um, Corey Paskovitz says uh, Bubsy not a great game but the character always cracked me up as a kid Bubsy was actually a pretty funny character at first until they did Bubsy 3D yep and it was Bubsy mm-hmm. 3D is widely regarded as one of the worst games ever made <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, Bubsy. Bubsy was pretty popular for a minute there too. Like until, he, Ka- until um, Bonkers came out and just threw him to the wayside. Christy Karakunian Rivers uh, says the bro from King's Quest. Uh, Dash Laramie says, "Can I say Zombinis? Does that count? Yes, it does." Um, I will. Uh, Charlie is befuddled. Uh, Zombinis was like a, a 
it's like an educational game back oh. in the year, like uh, mid-90s. Yes, it was kind of an edutainment game back in the mid-90s. Uh, the company that produced those got purchased out. Uh, and you'll be pleased to know, Dash, uh, that a new version of the original game was updated for tablets and modern operating systems. Uh, and it was released by a company called Fable Vision and Learning Games Network on August 6th of this year. So like a month ago, they made a new one. So <laughs> you can you can play that, uh, Dash. Um so, uh, Roger Hayes says Mega Man, which, you know, people still know who Mega Man is, but not like they used to. That's true. He did just get that Legacy Collection, so uh, yeah. at least there's that. He did. I bought that collection on the original Xbox uh, years ago, so I, I'm oh. not going to buy that again. <laughs> I ha- And actually, there's more in that collection than what they're, they just put out in the, the new one, so... Um, Christopher Davis says Roger Wilco. I, I do not know. Roger Wilco is lost on me. Uh, Patrick Scott says George from Rampage. Uh, Chris Han Young says Liu Kang. He was my favorite Mortal Kombat character, and now he's been turned into a Revenant. That is true. Um, I, I, Chris, I also hope that they put Liu Kang back to being normal, even though they're, you can play him normal in, in the, the, you know, in Mortal Kombat X. Um, I just want plain old Luke Kang back. That would be fun. Uh, Brian McGrath also says Mega Man. Uh, ZZ Nicole says Earthworm Jim, Toe Jam and Earl, Master Blaster, and King Hippo. King Hippo. That's not one I expected to hear on the list. Very cool. Yeah, that's random. That's from uh, Punch-Out, right? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and then we talked, I think we talked on the show about Toe Jam and Earl tried to, the creators tried to crowdfund uh, the return of that game, and it did not happen. Like, it it failed. Mm -hmm. Um, I mentioned Master Blaster. Uh... Or Blaster Master, really cool game. I just love it. Uh, Yukon Cornelius says Banjo, as in uh, Banjo Kazooie. Um, yeah, I guess Banjo was a pretty big deal for a while. You know, um, Banjo was one of those games that was like perfectly reviewed at the time when it came out. Um, Jerry Ellicott says Alex, Alex Kid, Toe Jam and Earl. That's like the third one, I think. Alex the Kid. Wow. Alex, Alex Kid. Yeah. Um. Monster Boy, I I used to like the uh, Monster Boy was a cool game back in the day. Um, <clears throat> Reagan Frossel says uh, Zach Fair from Final Fantasy, which is uh, from Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, Adrian Creven says I suppose Cafe from the Zelda uh, from Zelda Majora's Mask, uh, and also notes that uh, still have the N sixty four pack. Uh, Jerry Ellicott also comes back to say again uh, Opa Opa from Zillion for the Sega Genesis Master System or the Sega Master System, not the Genesis. Uh, which uh, he points out was also an anime in the 80s. And Abby Wexler says Daxter from Jack and Daxter. Um, man, you guys came out of the woodwork this week to, uh, to opine, and some fine opinions they were. One follow-up, just because I had to know. I looked up um, who owns the Earthworm Jim IP right now, um, and it looks like the most recent releases regarding Earthworm Jim were the HD remakes uh, released on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 in um, in uh, mid uh, in June and August of uh, 2010 um, by GameLoft. Really, both published and developed by GameLoft. So how strange! Um, and I'm not I'm not seeing a. I'm just I'm looking at a Wikipedia article. And I don't see anything about it being licensed, and they may have bought the IP, and that is a. Uh, well, that doesn't lend a lot of hope. <laughs> I knew for uh, for us really seeing a proper. Um, That's unfortunate. Well, there. maybe somebody will snap that IP up and do something meaningful with it. Yeah, because either in, way, back in the day, it was it was it looks like it was originally made by a virgin, 
uh, version games, and then um, was later uh, the, there was a remake in the works um, by Atari and uh, and Activision or the different people. It looks like that they've uh, have have they've had hands at this, and for that IP to end up at GameLoft, that may uh, that may be where it dies at this point. Yeah, that's sad. So do the right thing, snap it up. Somebody somebody get on that. Um, at least a dozen really good recommendations in there, but I mean, it just goes to show you how many. How many really cool characters meant something at one point and are just just nothing now? Yeah, yep. Uh, and then, of course, finally, we have Songbird's email. Um, she writes in and says, Dear Technotronica and Goat and Fallon Flynn, uh, mailbag answer, rant time! For while he may not be truly unpopular, thanks to fans, the lack of this character's existence makes absolutely no sense. Who am I speaking of? King K fucking rule. That's, Ooh, that's, a, that's a quote. Songbird's dang. upset. Um uh, now, I know what you're going to say, but Nintendo released DLC that lets... No, no, no! That's that's her interrupting the person who's uh, who's 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 dares to say such a thing. Um, that me outfit is a sacrilege in every way possible and only adds more sting in our already bloodshot eye. Besides his absence from Smash Brothers, he doesn't even appear in the latest Donkey Kong games, with the first one having boring tikis and later having Vikings, while the Vikings are a much better foe over the tikis. They just can't fill the void of the missing dictator. Also, it didn't help the final boss basically borrowed rules moves at and he mocks you just like he would do sigh i know it's way too late to make a long story short but i'll try to wrap it up he's the main antagonist of one of the most beloved gaming trilogies he's technically an enemy to an enemy has even appeared in more games compared to a number of characters who are in smash and ha- and as to anyone who asks why he should ever come back i'll quote one of his lines from the donkey kong country show why not? I, I is is my best interpretation <laughs> of how this is written out here. Um, there's like eight W's, six H's, and it's the nine second Y's. performance Charlie's put on this <laughs> evening. He's, he's quite the showman tonight. Uh, I'm horrible at it. Um, okay, so there's actually one more character I'd like to give a shout out to, though to to who's a bit more rarer. Uh, Rare is capitalized, so that might be relevant here. Oh, yes! <laughs> uh, Timber the Tiger from Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, there's not much to him other than the island he lives on is under attack by an intergalactic being, Whizpig. Uh, so he calls on <laughs> others to help... I love that name. Uh, so he calls on others to help him by racing against the bad guy. Pure genius, I know. I play as him out of the notion I love cats and would love for him to come back if he ever, uh, if, if, if ever given the chance. Um, that is a really good point. Um, yeah. Just in general about uh, about uh, K. Rule's absence from uh, from later Donkey Kong entries, and yeah, he would be an awesome character in Smash. Yeah, I, I was just playing it a couple weeks ago, and I it makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, so Songbird then asks uh, back to us. Uh, uh, do you have a character who you think is overrated and or don't like yet the majority of people do? Why and what could change your view if possible? Uh, we have to pick one. Um, uh, let's, uh, do you guys, uh, uh, go, do you have a, do you have a popular gaming character in your head that, that you think is just overrated and isn't worth the, uh, the respect others give yeah. him, her, it? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Who would that be? Uh, Kratos. Okay. All right. He's too rock starry and he doesn't have the, the fan base that he thinks he has. Uh, he just yells at everybody all the time. Like, there's like one mode. Yeah, I just I don't know. There's like there's nothing there. He's just kind of like, hey, and everybody's like, oh my god, he's the only thing on PlayStation, like the right place, right time kind of guy. He's, like, <laughs> he's a one hit wonder, and he got three albums. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, okay. Um, I'm having trouble picking one. John, John, do you have somebody in mind? <laughs> yeah, I got somebody. Um, I, I I should preface this by saying that this is not 
this does not reflect my feelings of the series, just the character. I did not understand then, and even still now, do not understand why people defend him. But I think that Dante from Devil May Cry is a piece of shit character. I think he sucks. You know, uh, I, I like the new Devil May Cry DMC. I like that Dante because he actually has a personality. Um, the other guy is just a dopey anime cardboard cutout, you know. Um,. So yeah, Dante from the original Devil May Cry games and Nero from Devil May Cry Four, both of them are whatever. <sighs> um, you know, you know, my brain just keeps on going back to, and man, I don't know, you, you guys. Hmm. No, I'm sorry. Oh. Go ahead, Charlie. I just remembered a couple more characters. I just, I just fucking hate that everybody else loves. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, the um, I just, I mean, as a character, um. I think Peach is kind of shitty. I think she, I just had this conversation with Megan. Really? Yeah, I think Peach sucks too. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Uh, oh, he behave. Because, um, I mean, dear God, you just keep getting kidnapped. Take yeah. some self-defense courses or something. Yeah. Um, God. What? It what? goes back to what I just said. She's obviously doing something right because Bowser keeps come picking her up. Yeah. I oh. mean, help yourself for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Yeah, you know? now she did have that one Game Boy game, DS game, where it was like Peach's adventure, where she was like rescuing Mario. Well, and then Super Mario Brothers 2, when you play as Peach during the yeah. game. The yeah. woman obviously knows how to take care of herself. She did just find Super Mario Brothers 2, even though it was a dream. Yeah, or, yeah. she was also yeah. the best character in Super Mario Brothers 2. She, she was, because she could float. float. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there. Uh, so, okay, so still, same argument, different point. Um, you can take care of yourself, yet you choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're, you're either... So, so t- to me, this suggests that, uh, that she's just, just really jerking Mario around. And, um, Play the victim. And Joe, you go, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> jerking him around, huh? <sighs> Played you right made it too one. easy for him, <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Yeah, too easy. You set yourself um, up for that one. So There's a yeah. love triangle there. We all know um, it. We, we cannot deny the love triangle that is Mario Brothers. While, while I will not... I, I, I don't want to change my answer from Dante, because I do think he's overrated as a character. I will say that I just remembered a character that I dislike more... Like greatly dislike more. I do not understand everybody's weird preoccupation with Claptrap. I think he is a oh absolutely shitty character. Oh. Like I remember everybody was just crazy for Claptrap from Borderlands, and I found him to both be obnoxious and kind of flaccid as a character. Like it's just the poor man's R two D two. That's what he is. Not, but that's not good. I'll just, I'll just watch Star Wars and enjoy R two D two. But no, I just, I found Claptrap to be very obnoxious, and everyone was talking about how clever and like, oh, is the writing for Claptrap was so clever? I didn't think so. Okay, that's. I know I'm in the minority there, but. Uh, Songbird goes on to ask if is there a gaming character's name to? Oh, I'm sorry, we missed the second part of her half of her question. Uh, what could change your view if possible? Um, so go. What 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 would make Kratos worth his attention? Um, I I don't know. Maybe make him a little deeper. He's make, make him make him less of a WWE star and more of an actual <laughs> warrior. Um, spoiler for an ancient game. Um, I just pointing out he is stained gray with the ashes of his dead wife and I think child or something like that. I mean, there is there is a there is some depth there. 
Uh-huh. And The Undertaker supposedly at Undertaker. It's WWE stuff. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say yes, but the thing the crowd actually happened, but no, Charlie, it was a game. Um, anyways, um, uh, Peach, uh, don't get kidnapped for maybe just once. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's my... Take some self-defense Stand classes. up for yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, also, Mario, grow some balls. Seriously. Um, that's true. Yeah. Uh, John? Uh, for me, with Dante from Devil May Cry... Uh, give him a personality, you know, and not like a just an angsty, a grown man that talks like a twelve-year-old. You know, like give him mm. a personality, really, which is what they did in the new one, which is why I like him better. Mm. Not like a they didn't give him tons more personality, but just enough. Gotcha. And then with Claptrap, um, it's really I I don't think the writing form is good, but it's his voice. It just it makes me want to smack things. Okay, I just it's nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so then, uh, Songbird, so second question. Uh, is there a gaming character's name who you find the name bland, dumb, or etc.? And if you think you could come up with a more likable name, then what should it have been instead? Uh, I'm going to go first. I think Cloud is just a stupid name. Most of the Final Fantasy character names are pretty... Uh, Lightning is probably the most unimaginative yeah, name I've ever come yeah, up with. Yeah. Snow. Snow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just stop naming people after weather. Um, um, as, far as, as far as different names that would, that would be better... Um, Jason. I mean, just really anything. Let's call him Pemberton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although it would be nice to see a Reginald in the Final Fantasy. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I, I, uh, b- 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 Waluigi is a terrible character name. <laughs> it's like the laziest fucking name ever for a character. It's the laziest character ever. Yeah, it is. I mean, everything about him, really. Yeah. It's like Wario was there. Okay, there. I, 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 Wario was, I think, like clever and like you know, tongue in cheek, sure, self referential totally, totally. to a point. Waluigi was just like, hey, let's take these two syllables and put them together. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. A better name for Waluigi. Um, I, I don't even know what the hell you would call him. Um, uh, Pemberton. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> just I'm gonna keep defaulting to Pemberton. I don't know why I went there. But is that, that a it, reference it, to something? It, nope. Oh, okay, just checking. Nope, that just Hubert. happened. <laughs> Hubert. Uh, goat. Is there a name of a character that you particularly uh particularly despise? Um, not really. I mean, whatever's a name's a name. Like I don't care. I mean, I. I and this may be weird, but we've come into the. We, 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 I live in the world where there's a child named Apple. True. Uh, yeah, true, yeah. True. I don't care anymore. Like I could name my I, kid Rolling Chair, and it'd be the most normal thing in the world. I'm sure I could probably <laughs> think of more character names that rub me the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. I just Tingle. Mm, <laughs> How was that? Not your answer. Why do you keep doing this to me? He looks like a Ted. He does look like a Ted, doesn't he? Yeah, like that creepy uh, Ted with the the Fiero. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Um, and finally, Songbird asks, um, what is your stance about anthropomorphic animal characters? Um, I have no problem with them. I, I don't really have a preference one way or the other, to be honest. Uh, it, it, they don't... For, for, for those that, aren't, that are, maybe aren't necessarily familiar with the term, um, basically it's an animal that is human-like. Yeah, I used to relate to them more as a kid, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, that's... But, but, I mean, like, the 90s was, you know, the hotbed for Whoa, John, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. We're gonna put this all in perspective for everybody. We were from the age where the four letters T, M, and T yeah. was yeah, God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that was there it. You, you know, everything in the, in the, like, late 80s, early 90s, into the mid-90s mm-hmm. was all about... Street sharks. Yeah, anthropomorphic <laughs> characters. You know, gargoyles. <laughs> gargoyles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, we just talked Barney. about a shitload of them. Earthworm Jim, mm-hmm. uh, Bubsy, Blinks mm-hmm. the Cat. Uh, 
Gex. Awesome fucking Gex, possum. Yeah. Yeah. Gex. Conquer. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. I didn't even know what a Bandicoot was before that game came out. I still don't know what a Bandicoot yeah, is. Exactly. Um, I'm still. Uh, I don't know what a Kazooie is. Sonic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I mean, the the most half of the Animals damn were games we're talking about yeah. then were exactly that. I, I'm cool with them. I don't think that the. I think they kind of got left behind by time. You know who nobody mentioned today? I'm hmm. surprised. Spyro. Nobody said a single thing about Spyro. Oh yeah. Well, he's still around. He's got his whole yeah. You know, Skylanders. But people is... don't know. People are they. They know Skylanders is a brand, but a traditional Spyro yeah. game. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Just because he rebranded and started his own hot dog stand doesn't mean <laughs> so, he's out of the game. So yeah, I I like him. I think they're fine. It's just time kind of forgot about. Those characters, types of characters. And this is going to be weird. Hang on to your seats here, ladies and gentlemen. But I like it because they're good for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, goats. You know, for the children. Go- Seriously. Goats, Seriously. Goats thinking about the, the, the kids. No, 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 this this really. can't end well. Not really. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Like, all right, we've got, we've got beefcake fucking Gears of War. We've got half-naked insert female character here. Uh-huh. We've got, you know, all this crap, right? Even like, you know, cracked out Trevor and all this stuff, right? <laughs> it's nice, like... To like battle toads and stuff like that is good for the kids because they're 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 not as like real. It's still like imaginative and still innocent. Still though, you're you're talking nicely about children. I don't, I don't. It's confusing. I'm waiting for the catch. No, Something. seriously. Like I, the, the reason I hate children now, I mean, is the fact that they're children is because <laughs> they're having they're in this world with a Grand Theft Auto on that, and they're like, you yeah. know, that's why you get on Call of Duty, and some kids like fuck you, or whatever like that. Your, but your if, point being, there should be something. Yes, for there the should kids. be like we weren't yeah. shitheads back then because we had like still figment characters to confide in. It's that's true. We became actually, shitheads later. That's actually a wonderful point. Yeah, um, I'm I'm shocked and impressed, sir. I told you to hang on to your chair. You're the one who fell out of it. <laughs> no, I literally gripped my handle. I, when, did, when, yeah. when you say that, I take it seriously. It's a good thing you did. You almost blew him right out of the chair. That's that's true. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, for me, I mean, like whether or not uh, whether or not a character is is a human or an animal or whatever uh, is is considerably less important to me as the personality of the character. Um, I it's it's uh, you know as far as whether or not they're 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 an animal or not is. Nowhere near as important as give me something. Give me, give me, give me a reason to care about this character. Mm. I'm calling bullshit. Oh, because you bought Ori without having any idea what his personality was. Um, I bought Ori. Uh, <laughs> I care about Ori because of the first five minutes of that game. <laughs> but you didn't know who he was or his personality. You bought him blindly because he was an animal. Um, no, no. <laughs> I bought him because of the reviews in the trailer. Um, but yep. uh, oh. um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but damn uh, you, internet! What happened to blind buying? <laughs> Uh, but uh, thank you very much, Songbird, for your questions as always, um, and thank you to the uh, literal dozens of people that responded to our, fa- our, 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 our mailbag question this week. Uh, we appreciate every single one of them. Uh, all right, so John, um, you have a little show coming up this week. I do. Uh, th- uh, this weekend, we're going to be in Minneapolis for Metacon. Um, as I've mentioned before, it's an AnimeCon.org event um, of which we do several a year, usually. Um, this is going to be our last AnimeCon.org event for the year, at least as is scheduled right now. Typically, we sign up for them for the year. And uh, a couple of the ones that we did, like last year, Con Alt Delete and uh, Anime Zing, we are not doing this year. So uh, uh, if we do uh, continue to work with them, we probably will be doing shows starting January forward with Anime Zap out in Peoria. Um, this is a really fun event. You know, If any of you guys listening there are in the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area, go. Go to the show. It's... This is like a, a mishmash convention. It's not just anime. They call it Metacon because they, they have YouTubers and they do all these different things. It's just a bunch of different uh, you know things mixed together. 
Um, and we'll be performing on Friday night there. Uh, it's going to be the first show we've played uh, since uh, since we changed the lineup and, uh, you know, moved on without Ted and Sarah. So uh, it'll be kind of strange and fun, kind of exciting to go back to being three-piece. Um, we added some new costume pieces, so, you know, you'll get to see a couple of new things that are uh, just updates of our current costume characters since uh, we're not done with the new suits. Uh, but that's it. You know, after that, we're going to be its basically just digging into the studio and recording what's left of the album. Probably won't be booking anything for most of the rest of the year, you know, unless something really good comes along. That'll be it. Um, John, I feel like you're, you're, you're forgetting something. Um, I, I noticed that, that you guys announced this, I think it was this last week, that, uh, that you guys are becoming an indie band and that you had put out a call for, 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 for name suggestions. I was wondering if you had picked one. It's, um, uh, you know what, honestly, I jokingly, uh, jokingly enough, I had, I had inspiration from, uh, from Mr. <laughs> Matt Elfring. I, I, I felt as though the best indie band name for our group, since we're going indie, uh, was Smile Party. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's actually very appropriate, it seems. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, uh, so, Smile Party will be performing at uh, at uh, at Medicon. No, that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's that's not true. Um, so, yeah, no, if, if definitely, um, if any of my friends from MLP MSP up there are uh, are, are are still in the area, definitely uh, go check out uh, Medicon. You can find out more information on that at metaconvention.com. Uh, goat, what is in your crystal ball, sir? My crystal ball. Well, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a handout for. My buddy Christopher Barrow, because he's my, we did uh, Warp Tour together. We had many, many a fun time together and all that. And he has a band. They're called Ember Rose. They're uh, they're on YouTube. It's uh, E M B E R O S E. Uh, their entire EP is free on the YouTube's for you to listen. Follow him on Facebook and the internet and all that stuff. Uh, since he was nice enough to chime in on the mailbag that I've been asking for him to do for the last month, I figure I'll pay him back uh, on my front. Uh, Conan Phoenix is doing good. We got everything all set up and rock and roll. This week we are going to start laying down tracks and getting this fucking album done. So uh, follow us at uh, Phoenix Codename on Twitter right now. That's all we got. We're just doing low key, uh, but I've been updating that pretty off, pretty often with uh, uh, hashtag Better Late Than Never because we're so far behind schedule. This album's even funny. So well, you traveling the country for a few months, I'm sure yeah. threw a wrench in your plans. Yeah, so, uh, and technology and scheduling. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, now, those you know, those who have been listening to the show might remember that uh, this is the same Chris who said to ask Goat about the lemon debacle. Yeah, yeah, that mm. son of a bitch. All right, so we're <laughs> out. I don't even know what town at this point. We're out, and um, we get catering every day. Our mm-hmm. PA brings us catering, so we're all busy and stuff like that. So he'll go get food and bring it to us, right? It's mostly vegan and, like, like shit I don't eat, right? Vegetables. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm eating... And he, he's guessing, you know, I'm like, oh, if it's dead, bring it to me. But if it's not, mm, whatever. And he brings me a plate and, you know, and I'm like flipping through it and I'm eating and all of a sudden I'm like looking down and they notice like I, I have this like concerned look at my face. I keep looking and I'm like, why did he give me like 17 lemons? <laughs> like who the fuck needs 17 lemons on a plate? Like wedges? Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, hey, Joe. Was like, it seafood? No. I was like, hey, Joe, what's going on? And he's like. I'm like, you give me like all these lemons. He's like, that's yellow squash. <laughs> <laughs> to which I replied, the fuck is yellow squash? <laughs> I ate said yellow squash, and I can tell you, confirmed, I do not like yellow squash. I, I, I believe you. Um, I guess when life gives you lemons, uh, you mistake them for squash. Yes. 
Well, and of course, it, 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 it was like the running joke through the rest of the run. So thank you, Chris, for bringing up that. <laughs> well done. Indeed. Thank you, Chris. And speaking of all of our adventures on Warp Tour, uh, my good buddy Danny Finn is uh, compiling all of all of the chronal like he chronicled all the stupid shit we did and even some of the fun shit we didn't do uh, he's putting out his videos uh, on YouTube you can follow him on uh, at, at the Danny Finn uh, on Twitter and then he posts it all there he's a big social media guy and he, you can find it from there um, yeah I, I watched uh, the one that you that you mentioned in your post the other day mm-hmm. um, uh, where you gave him a little peck on the cheek. That was that was very 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 kind. Yes. Um. I we we have more of your your of your. Uh, that was actually the second one. I'm also in the first. Oh, I'm going to go back. Not as much, that. but uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, me and Chris make uh, several appearances in the uh, the Flynn Files, as I'm going to call them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or Finn Files. That's the Flynn. There over you there. go. Too many F's and N's in my damn life. <laughs> um. Excellent. And so on my side of things. Um. Uh, uh, it, uh, you know, ponies and cons. I mean, like that's all I have in my head right now. Um, we are we're just getting ready. Uh, this is a teaser for anybody who's looking forward to Ponyville Cider Fest. Um, uh, this November twentieth through twenty second in uh in uh in Milwaukee. Um, uh, we are going to be announcing a new guest very 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 soon. Um, and so uh, pay attention to us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we will we will tease them running up to it just like very much like we did for Peter New. Um, and um. So, uh, so, so yes, uh, uh, follow, uh, please follow. Oh, uh, so please follow uh, Pony Cider Fest on Twitter. And then also, um, so the, the main Pony Cider Fest account is where you'll get like pretty much just like straight laced, like con information and updates and things that are relevant to the con and things like that. Um, but then we also have Twitter accounts for our mascots, um, Barley Tender and Caramel Malt, uh, which you can find at Barley PCF and Caramel PCF, both on Twitter. Um, and that's where you get more of the personality, the fun stuff. And um, if you follow them, um, they may... Uh, maybe possibly might occasionally give away the, uh, the, 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 you know, a free ticket to a lucky follower. Um, so, uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, follow Pony Cider Fest, um, for main information and then Barley PCF and Carmel PCF on Twitter for, for the fun stuff. And then for my beer of the week, um, I'm going to pick, um, something that, uh, that, uh, you know, people that are familiar with, uh, craft beer are probably already aware of. But um, if you're just getting into it and you're looking um, to kind of uh, try some of the, the, the staples of each of the different styles, um, Saison DuPont um, is uh, pretty much um, uh, considered to be one of the, the best examples um, of the Saison style. Um, and um, so uh, uh, the, the, the brewery is, um, bra- I, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce this properly, but it's like Brasserie DuPont. And um, the beer is Saison DuPont. They describe it as being a Saison DuPont is a world classic beer and the yardstick for one of Belgium's most important beer styles. It is the most admired and imitated Saison in the world. A strong vital yeast is key to full attenuation and thus to the style. Saison DuPont is straw colored with a dense creamy head. Shut up, goat. Um, the nose is alive <laughs> like fresh raised uh, bread. Uh, east, um, eastery with citrus and spice notes, full bodied and malty. It sparkles on the palate and finishes with a zesty hop and citrus attack. Incredibly compatible with food um as um as uh overly descriptive as that may have been i also find it to be accurate um it is an excellent beer um again especially if you're looking to uh to kind of get um get a point of reference for for very good core examples of the main styles um so that is again a saison dupont by uh by brasserie dupont from from belgium uh excellent beer 
First of all, a quick programming note for next week's show. Due to uh, the Labor Day weekend and to John being on his way back from uh, Medicon in Minnesota, we are going to be recording our show a day later than usual on Monday, September 7th. Uh, a, so it can be at the end of our Labor Day weekend, and B, in the hopes that John is able to join us, uh, which may or may not happen, but we'll see. Um, but uh, So with that in mind, um, we will be uh, recording and posting a day later than usual. We will be doing so with our friend Kyle Gatto, uh, who's been on uh, previous shows and is also from uh, Fatal Hero, Game Journalism Simulator, and Save Continue. And so uh, he was just out in Washington at PAX Prime, and uh, so we are going to be asking him about what he saw, what he experienced, what he learned, what he liked, what he didn't like, and uh, just everything about uh, what he thought about uh, the conference. And so our mailbag question to you is going to be, uh, do you have any questions for Kyle uh, in regards to PAX or really anything else? Um, and uh, when you're thinking about your questions for PAX, uh, make sure that you're thinking about uh, um, the more creative stuff. Um, I can almost promise you that uh, that Mr. Gatto is familiar with the CD underbelly of PAX. And so uh, if you have any uh, interesting questions you can think of to ask him, I, we would love to hear them. Uh, so that's uh, for next week's show. And so uh, we'll look forward to that. But uh, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K-Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. John is at the Fallon Flynn. Email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call and leave us a message at 949-26-GAMER. Download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Uh, once again, thank you all very much for listening. This has been another episode of Gamer Head Radio. is it that I could possibly remember that theme song? I have so much useless garbage floating around inside my brain. It's because you're a musician. We can't remember where we lived yesterday, but you can remember the lyrics for a song you heard in 1983. Uh, I remember a commercial uh, from like late 80s, early 90s um, for, uh, for the baby's room or the baby room. Um, and this commercial had a jingle and this jingle has never once left my head. And uh, John, you shared uh, one of your musical memories with us, so I'll, I'll share one ah, of mine. sweet retribution. <laughs> You're having a baby and the feeling can't be beat. You better decide where the baby's gonna sleep. Going to the baby's room. If you don't delay, you'll have less to pay. A store-wide crib sale's coming your way. The baby's room. That was the jingle. How the commercial. fuck do you... Like, that's <laughs> substantially more than my Awesome Possum song. Oh, my God. I, I don't, it has nothing to do with current life. No, 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 no oh nothing. God. I don't... That's just that jingle has never left my head. Yeah. Just, mm. That is ridiculous, man. <laughs> well, and, and as Chicagoans, we could say two phone numbers and you could tell me which carpet company it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah.